Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of an actor's movies Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank I want it to be at the beginning of the show in case I fuck it up, and that means I can I can do it again. Yeah, you can just do. dance off it. Don't worry. <laughs> the world is falling apart. Nope, already fucked it. Already fucked it. Go again. No, shut up. The world is falling apart. Shitey Nazis are plenty. Now tell me, Alex, is 2020 over yet or not? I can't exit the house. Thanks to government blunders, I'll just get in bed under a blanket with the films of Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. I don't have any more lyrics. <laughs> that was so beautiful. It made me cry. Now we're both just watching Anne Hathaway films. Hello and welcome to Blank Spank, the show where we chronology review Anne Hathaway's entire MDB. I'm Jimmy Lockson and with me as always is my co-host Al Gillespie. Say hello, Al. Hello, Al Gillespie. Serious uh, Al voice. Yeah, I, I know I fucked up the penultimate line on that, and it's been the line that I've been fucking up every single time because I can't get the fucking rhythm to it, and I really want to record it again, but I can't. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, and also I realised, like, I got to that point. I like th- I wrote that. I came up with The World is Falling Apart and realised that Anne Hathaway goes to the same as uh, A Whole New World. I was like, sweet, done, got it. I got to Anne Hathaway, I was like, oh, fuck. If I do this any longer, it seems like I'm taking myself seriously. But then I was like, that's a really weird point to end the song. <laughs> like, that's, that's the exact point where like, and okay, now we're done. Um, but yeah, I, I came up with that while washing dishes. So um, you are welcome. Uh, I am not going insane. Everything's fine. <laughs> How are you? Uh, Jamie, uh, you know, we've been on this call now for 10 minutes. And yeah. uh, I'm really disappointed that you haven't uh, recognized something yet. Oh my god! Holy shit! We so, have merch! What we the have shit? Merch. Where the fuck is my merch? So so very specifically, this is a Christmas related story. So to everyone uh who's uh. through with Christmas and is hashtag twenty twenty one New Year New Year, good for you. Uh but uh, this story begins a long time ago. Uh specifically with my uh girlfriend's stepsister's fiance Matt. Who listened okay. to the, who got into Hank's Bank? This is my favorite thing. That's very cool. Matt got into <laughs> Hank's Bank. Back when I was in the UK, he said he listened to a couple episodes. He kept they came over in like 19, uh, 2019, um November, and I went, Oh, that's very kind. Thinking he had listened to like he knows you're alone and that was it. Yeah. Uh, little did I know that the plan for this year, uh, before further the, the second wave was for uh, Alyssa's dad, stepmom, uh, and kind of their family to come across uh, on uh, Boxing Day uh, and do like a week in Whistler, which was great. 
and they bought lots of gifts for everyone and that was the intent and when Alyssa's dad came over in August to see Alyssa they dropped off uh, some big packages and one of these we were told was a special Hanks Bank related gift Ooh. and I was like what the hell is this going to be and as it turns out uh, having and I, I mentioned the show to uh, Alyssa's dad a couple times beforehand but Matt got the message out and as such he made me merch alright this is very specific <laughs> I am very thankful I now have branded merch we have a Hank uh, for everyone. I'm wearing a Hank's Bank uh, dressing gown, uh, yeah. or and, a house coat as called Canada. And and it, you know, as someone who championed us changing the name from Hank's Bank to Blank's Bank, I do feel very bad that I made your merch out of date. <laughs> Jamie, what you did is you made this limited edition. All right, ah, it's not yes. out of date. It's just limited edition. It's season. Right? It's All season one. It's what season we're one. About here. Um, yeah, exactly. I equally had a. Um, <laughs> Uh, a blank spank related um, experience over Christmas. Uh, for I mean, we we always fuck up with these recordings. I've, yes, this is like our fourth episode since Christmas. Fuck off! This is the first one we're recording since Christmas. Leave us alone. Um, um, so uh, as everyone was having very weird different Christmases, uh, we did a big Zoom with uh, my dad's side of the family. And normally that is the uh, the the rambunctious Joneses who uh, stay up very late and and drink too much. Um, but uh, it turns out if you don't have to get a cab home afterwards, that really encourages you to drink way more. <laughs> and so at 1am, I was on a Zoom call with my brother and my 40-year-old cousin with two kids going, yeah, I've got a podcast. Which episode do you listen to? I don't know. Like, it's actually a really difficult, impenetrable podcast. Like, I would recommend you actually listen to every <laughs> single episode from the beginning. But you're a 40-year-old man. You have kids. So I can't really expect you to do that. Also, the first 20 are pretty bad. Like, I yeah. don't... I I don't know how to recommend this to you. I am mortified, but also it's 1am and I'm very drunk, so please do listen to it. Clearly. So, um, Tim, if you are listening to this, this, I'm really impressed. And I hope you've sort of got it at this point. It does take about 20 episodes, yeah. but it becomes funny eventually. Honestly, two important things. One, this one is actually okay to listen to because so far, Jamie, uh, and this might be because you opened the show, we haven't done any jokes. Yes, no, we, ha we haven't made any reference to previous previous episodes. So, so well we haven't done. become overly insular yet. But two, the the things I really appreciate are clearly the people, the the episodes people actually first come to are either the Simpsons episode with Corey, because, yeah, <laughs> yeah, obviously. Uh, or uh, in, I found this hilarious. Still, the streets of Philadelphia is yes. The streets of Philadelphia, guys. I've said this before. The streets of Philadelphia music video has been downloaded. That episode has been downloaded more times than Philadelphia. Obviously, we tell you to download all the episodes every single week, and we're really thankful to everyone who does that. But stop downloading the streets of Philadelphia <laughs> episode. It's so confusing, and it's like if that's someone's introduction to this show, yeah. us reviewing Tom Hanks in a fucking four minute music video by bruce springsteen i'm i'm shocked we have any listeners at all so the order the order uh, literally goes he knows you're alone our first episode yeah the simpsons episode of Corey, and that's coming up on our first episode right then yeah. forrest gump and then the streets of philadelphia because <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are the big tom hanks contributions to society it's great yeah. Oh, Did you goodness. see over the holidays, Jamie, um, the, the two things? One, uh, I think it's like Vulture posted a list uh, of Tom Hanks films rated. And of course, uh, they only did 50. All right. They oh. were like Tom Hanks and stuff, 50. Cowards. I mean, oh yeah, Cowards. Babies. Little babies. I They're bet they didn't even review him on Graham Norton. What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> exactly. 
Um, but two was someone then tweeting and replying, getting a, getting a lot of slack from film Twitter, saying that Tom Hanks has never been in a great film. Good actor, never been in a great movie. And he was like, excluding Toy Story. I'm like, why would you exclude Toy Story from that? You know, it, regardless, it's wrong. Yeah, even, even obviously there are other great films, but you don't get, don't get to be like, oh, Tom Hanks has never been in a great movie except for the movie that I think is great. Like, fuck yeah. off. All the Toy Story films, Forrest Gump, uh, Philadelphia, Saving Private Ryan, Fair Captain Ryan. Phillips. Like, there's there's so many fucking like incredible movies. Anyway, this isn't a Tom Hanks podcast. This is an Anne Hathaway podcast. Um, goodness gracious. What's going on? Uh, obviously, we were discussing um, uh, our Christmases with our various family members, and it was really—it's really heartening uh, that we've got all these family members because that means they do listen to the podcast. Because of course, we are in post-apocalypse world, and the only people alive are the people who are listen to this podcast and us. Uh, Jamie, that might sound confusing if this is your first episode. So let's clarify. In season one, of course, we were trying to prove our worth to the aliens to join the United States of space using Tom Hanks's movies. Uh, unfortunately, we failed and the aliens felt we were not worthy. And so they have we been over what uh, what what did they do specifically? I mean, Obviously, so- I died for a month. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, what happened, I mean, Alexander? I, Please I tell the us the tales. Now. Yeah. Tell us the tales the- of the apocalypse. It's uh, It was a tough time for us all, of course. Uh, the aliens came down. We had originally been given this kind of uh, little bamble fish to a little chip pinned, pinned behind our ears so we could speak swaggily, the language of the aliens. And uh, the aliens went, look, we, we saw this tweet by this guy uh, who said that Tom Hanks isn't a great film, so we can't, we can't <laughs> accept you into the thing. Oh, also, you they also said, oh, by the way, we have future Twitter. It's the yeah, exact got- <laughs> same Twitter, but it's just like three months in advance. Yeah. I was complaining about Donald Trump being on Twitter, and they were like, what are you talking about? And I was like, he's tweeting all this stuff. And they're like, no, he doesn't. Um, uh. But yes, they 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 get Twitter about from six weeks in the future uh, at all times. So, um <laughs> do you think anyway, anyone so enjoys they, this podcast as much as we do? <laughs> so they they then established that uh, that uh, so uh, as they told us at the beginning, either we were going to be uh, raised to the United States of space to the to the citadel in the sky, we were going to join there, and humanity was ready for first contact or second contact, I guess, at that point. Or conversely, <laughs> they were going to try and kill us all. Yeah, and uh, because we failed, and, and let's be honest here, that's partly their fault. Don't know why they picked us. That was a mistake. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like ninety-eight percent of humanity was killed. Uh, in one uh, giant act, uh, humanity was wiped out. Uh, not in like it's not like say like a. Don't think of it as like a fallout post-apocalyptic wasteland. It's more of a kind of the Last of Us. Nature is taking back control. Uh, <laughs> raccoons, as we have now established, uh, are now our number one enemy on Earth. Yeah. Uh, the aliens are still our number one enemy <laughs> in the universe, but raccoons started taking over. And as yeah. I walked around uh, holding testament to uh, Anne Hathaway, trying to rally humanity, uh, they uh, have taken over. Now, importantly, Jamie, you might be wondering, well, where did you come into this? Well, you were one of the 98% of humanity to die, and yes. that crushed me. Yes, and you know what's really sad about that is we have established um, that the only people alive are the people who listen to this podcast, which, of course, canonically puts Taylor Swift as a person who listens to this podcast because she was able to release her uh, her album Evermore. Um, but does that suggest that I don't listen to my own podcast? Is that why I died? No, no here's the thing, Jamie. Very importantly, we know you listen to our own podcast because that one time we spent a, uh, we spent a night together and you laughed at our own show, so that was great. <laughs> 
Oh, I mean, we're getting so sidetracked. Uh, one time, me and Al were on holiday together. Uh, we were going to sleep, and I started giggling. And he said, "What are you listening to?" Uh, and and it was our own podcast. Uh, anyway, um, oh god. Yeah. Okay, so yes, carry so, on telling so me yes. about how I died. But- but specifically, um, because the aliens were killing us as a form of punishment, they felt that uh, I should be punished too, and so they killed you uh, to make me sad. Oh. Um, but obviously I was stuck in Canada, and you were dead. But I knew something the aliens didn't, Jamie, and this is very important, and it's important to all of our listeners who are still alive. I knew that you had resurrection magic. Yes, So I, yes. I, I took a boat across, a, a very fast boat across the sea, like a... Like a <laughs> Like a Greta Thunberg style a sailing boat or a big canoe, and I canoed across. <laughs> or a big canoe. One of the two, and I got across the UK very briefly. I mean, you know, properly distance, and I left very quickly yeah. afterwards. Yeah. And I stole your resurrection spells, and yeah. because I'm not very good at it, I brought you back. But importantly, if you're brought back, uh, you know, after the apocalypse, you get brought back slightly more raccoon each time. Yes. Um. So I am, I believe, fifteen percent raccoon currently. You're now fifteen percent raccoon. Uh, I imbued uh, this podcast with some of your resurrection magic to uh, bring people back. So if you're listening to this, that you know you're yes, the only that, people yes. left alive. But but very specifically, with the only people we can bring back were people who were killed in the apocalypse. We cannot bring back people who have died since no. or before. Yeah, yeah. Specifically, it's it's uh, because because I cast this resurrection spell on the podcast. It's not as good as Jamie's <laughs> ones because Jamie obviously once brought back a bunch of baby Yodas after yes, famously Anakin season one. Them. Uh, I like I like how we we started this podcast saying, "Hey, no, we've we've done pretty well. We've not made this episode too impenetrable." <laughs> and then we just really doubled down on it. Yeah. Um, so yes, uh, go back and listen to every single episode if you want to truly appreciate this podcast. Um, so yes, that leaves us uh, here with me being fifty percent raccoon and us trying to galvanize humanity to fight back against the aliens and we are doing that not through the works of tom hanks anymore but through the works of one miss anne hathaway we are steadily uh, making our way through her imdb we have uh, done seven ish something around that um credits uh obviously with ella enchanted last week and we are into our first sequel of the anne hathaway verse of course princess diaries 2 now we have heard both from you and my girlfriend and friend of the show lottie uh, that they believe that princess diaries is the superior of the two films i famously was quite middling on uh, the first princess diary so we will find out i was m- what you're looking what oh wait, 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 wait. importantly sorry are you suggesting that i thought that the princess diaries is better than princess diaries 2 because no no i'm sa- you were saying that the sequel is better oh right, as, yeah, yeah, yeah. as yeah. have yeah. many other people but i have not seen until today uh the princess diaries 2 and i was relatively lukewarm on princess diaries 1 so we shall see but before we get started of course, it's time for our new segment, Top of the Bops. I've given it a theme song. <laughs> I guess that's not a theme song. I guess it's a a, a call and response, I guess. Um, yes, uh, we, we, we introduced this segment uh, thanks to aforementioned uh, Lottie, friend of the podcast, who is also going to get mentioned later for naming another segment. <laughs> um, so uh, real VIP uh, uh, Lottie. Um where in, we used to give historical context, but of course we have covered all of history. Um, mm-hmm. And so now uh, instead we are going to uh, play whatever was number one in the UK 
on the week of release of this film so we can really get ourselves in the brain space of someone uh, who was watching this film on release. And Alexander, we've got a bop this week for Top of the Bops. It is My, My, My by Armand Van Helden. Listen in. And it just keeps on fucking going. Dude, this slaps. It's literally just that. It's that on repeat for three minutes. There is not. It just gets slightly louder and slightly quieter. What the fuck were people smoking in 2004? Um, but yes, that is My 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 by Armand Van Helden. That was uh, number one on the 15th of October 2004 when The Princess Diaries 2 was released. And so with that, Alexander, do you have any fun facts or behind the scenes interesting notes about uh, Princess Diaries 2? Uh, Prin- oh, sorry, to give it its full name, Princess Diaries 2, The Royal Engagement. Um, so, so the answer is slightly mixed. Um, obviously, kind of coming back to the movie uh, is director Gary Marshall, uh, previous director of uh, such acclaimed films as Pretty Woman, and later director of such not acclaimed films as Valentine's Day and New Year's Eve uh, and Mother's Day, uh, cementing him his trilogy of the day films. <laughs> um, do you like uh, Love Actually? Do you wish Love Actually was just about one day and worse? <laughs> Watch the Gary Marshall trilogy. Um uh, the actual funniest fact I have about this film, and I deeply love this, is that this film was written by Shonda Rhimes. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, for our listeners who who may not know who Shonda Rhimes is, what are some of her other credits? Um, so Shonda Rhimes is the creator of Grey's Anatomy, uh, How to Get Away with Murder, Scandal. Um, she's she, Shonda Rhimes is is kind of the producer, like super, God. Think of if you've ever heard of Ryan Murphy. Uh, she's Ryan Murphy, but for shows that go on for twenty years, um, <laughs> like she's incredibly successful. The kind of uh, Bridgerton is uh, recently yes, released on Netflix is one of her films. Yeah. So in a way, this is a timely uh, is one of her TV shows. This is a timely release. Um, I do always find it interesting watching um, movies written by people before they really break big. Yeah. Um, and that's fantastic. So that's that's a fun thing. The movie, I think, was pretty cheap to make. I believe it was another $30 million movie and ends up making around $140 million, which uh, obviously nothing can better the big blockbusters of, its t- of now. But for then, yeah, a yeah, good return. Yeah, and I, for... I believe made only slightly less than the first one, uh, despite... Uh, this one is the first one didn't do great critically. Uh, this one did very poorly critically, uh, yeah. but still, but still, box office was was a relative success. Uh, um, is... So obviously, main cast of this one still Anna Hathaway mm-hmm. uh, as Princess Mia Thermopolis Grinaldi, uh, Julie Andrews as Queen Clarice. Uh, you have that one guy who shows up in all of Gary Marshall's sh- uh, movies, Hector uh, Elizondo. <laughs> yeah, just just uh, just turning up for no good reason. Uh, you have John Rhys Davis, uh, who is also who plays um, uh, Solomon in uh, Indiana Jones, which I didn't realise until just yeah. now. Um, which very cool, and of course uh, Chris Prop Pine. Uh, yes, is the new the new love interest we've lost. Uh, T.C. McSwellerson or whatever the fuck we called him uh, from the first one, and. Uh, that that absolute drip of a high school kid who she ends up with at the end of the first film, they're all gone. Mm. It's a sexy young Chris Pine with some questionable hair choices. 
uh jamie uh, let me tell you about a special time in humanity called the early 2000s <laughs> all right <laughs> it's i am terrified we have now reached the point and i'm sure you remember this growing up we used to make fun of the 90s uh for its bad fashion sense mm-hmm. and then for some god knows what reason it's come back into style and that means <laughs> something worse that means in maybe the next five to ten years, people are going to look back on the years 2000 to 2004 and think, ooh, maybe they made some good style choices there. And I want everyone to clip this out and print you, make sure it goes around to all the dead raccoons uh, that they should <laughs> not dress like they were ever in the year 2000 to 2004. It is a bad look. Everyone's hair is bad. Oh, it's a lot of like so bad. badly fitting stuff and just yep. shirts that go go that jumper. All right? It's normcore <laughs> to the extreme. People, 9-11 happened and people reacted to it by being the most like blobbish version of themselves and it's bad. <laughs> and every bit of the style of this is bad. Um, other than that, there aren't that many fun facts about this production. Um, it was mainly filmed in California as we will see from my favourite goof in this movie. Um oh. And other than that, I believe they did the in, uh, the interiors of films, not the interiors, but the interior foyer of the uh, the palace is filmed in the UK, but everything else is filmed in the states. So those are those are some fun facts about Princess Diaries too. Not not an incredibly special production, obviously, and less. I think we know less about it because it it is uh, at least in the cultural consensus less thought of than the Princess Diaries. Although perhaps better in every way. Yes, uh, and not to usurp you uh, too much, but I do have two other uh, nuggets of information about this film. Uh, One of which is the first film was based on books. I can't remember who by. Um, But this one is not based on... It's based on obviously the same characters, but none of the actual uh, stories from the original books are are taken for inspiration for this. So this is a completely new story. Uh, And also, what's that? Off in the distance, Alexander. Princess Diaries 3? Question mark? There have been talks of another sequel in the works for many years. In fact, before Gary Marshall unfortunately passed away in 2016, uh, they were already in um, pre-production for it with uh, Anne Hathaway and Julie Andrews already signed on. Unfortunately, after his passing, it sort of lay dormant. But as of 2019, apparently a script had been written and Anne and Julie were still keen to film. So, Princess Diaries 3, keep on the lookout. Does don't, know, this... don't know why they would, but yeah. <laughs> Jamie, I mean, there's a bigger question here. Does this mean... That Julie Andrews and Anne Hathaway listen to this podcast. <laughs> if they are still alive. I mean, I really hope Anne Hathaway does. <laughs> um, yes, we are, so... Well, we uh, you know, I, this, this news was from 2019 when yeah. they were definitely alive. But yeah. have we heard that any peeps from them since, since you know, around October 2020? No. So maybe we killed Julie Andrews. Who knows? Um, should we talk about this movie yes yeah yeah. so this is of course your your favorite part of the show so i will i will pray silence Mm -hmm. violence a coup a political leader who only cares for power itself and not for anything that can be done with power this is the princess diaries 2 this film begins as all good films should 
with a rich woman on a private plane writing in her diary about things that happened in the last film. <laughs> you might think to yourself, is this a previously on in a movie? Yes, this is a previously, it's a on, previously in a movie. on in a movie. And not only is it previously on in a movie, within the universe of the movie, it's a previously on in a diary. <laughs> She's, you know, I mean, I've never been one to, to keep a diary, but if I did, I'm sure every now and then I would just recap the last five years of my life. Um, just just to keep, keep, you know, the readers engaged aged some uh, important notes here the film clearly took uh, the notes from jamie that there wasn't enough diary in the first princess diaries <laughs> and therefore responded to that in full by making sure there was as much diary as possible yeah. in this one giving uh, it a and, full voiceover and i didn't express this in uh in our previous review but they did take my other piece of advice which was there wasn't enough absolutely god-awful cgi in the first one and they were like okay first 30 seconds should we a just film any plane landing anywhere or b should we cgi the whole thing ding 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 it's b time baby should we spend enough money on it to make it look good no and then the, someone came up to Gary Marshall and was like, okay, yeah, fine, we've done the plane, but, like, surely we can get a shot of a village. No! CGI the village! So, in the last uh, six years, because, yes, guys, uh, despite the film coming out, I think, two to three years after the first movie, uh, it is six years in the future, yeah. um, which is weird. So, this is canonically, either the first one was set in the past from when it was released, or this is now set in the future. So, this is like 2009, all right? They are yeah. living in the year 2009. The iPhone is out uh, in this universe. Uh, but specifically, the only other fun facts is that uh, she and Michael broke up, and he is touring the country with her, his band, and that she never loved Michael. Okay, <laughs> yeah. this, this, this that must cool. be clear and known. Um, so yeah, uh, she is not, she's just graduated from college, um, and basically, the the we'll sort of get through the the opening plot to get into. Uh, the 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 overarching setup for this is that um, she is going to uh, she's turning twenty one, which yeah. is normally the age when uh, someone would become queen. Mm. Uh, but Julie Andrews she doesn't think she's ready yet. Yes, graduate. Sorry, very specifically, we went to Princeton. I, I, I wouldn't want to think she went she to some. Went to the don't want, don't want our audience thinking she went to some podunk bitch ass. Oh, no, no, she hey, she went to Princeton. Jamie, the question is, did you go to Princeton because you said princess? All right, we've got to know about that. I assume so. But two, she also went to the Woodrow Wilson School of International uh, Diplomacy and Public Policy, which no longer exists because Woodrow Wilson was a massive racist and in 2020 they changed the name of that. Oh, uh, good. Oh, fun so, fa- See, you, you got fun facts coming out the years, Alexander. The wazoo. Um, um, so, yes, yeah, so uh, this would be yeah. normally when... A, uh, uh, for, yeah, apparently in, in Genovia, the... <laughs> The, the age you become an adult is 21, not 18. Um, so uh, 21 is normally when uh, someone would uh, take over the reins, the but crown. they yeah. uh, they want to... Julie Andrews wants to give her a little bit longer to to uh, train herself for the role. Which, but, which sounds... Which, if any... And let's be honest here. Gotta, gotta remind everyone, this is a hereditary monarchy. That is not how that fucking works. No. <laughs> all right? The point of the monarchy is not more like, oh, well, we'll just wait, we'll just wait for you to be of, of proper age to take over and be a good ruler. It's literally just, you're fu- technically, she is a prince. She's not been crowned, sure, but she's already queen. All yeah. right? 
Julie Andrews in this film is Queen Regent because, and this is the complex, again, I want to reiterate from the first movie, the complex series of people taking over went, her dad, uh, sorry, her husband was king. Her husband dies three months before her son dies. Her son was temporarily king, but I don't think ever, uh, King Rupert, I believe is uh, both the father and King Rupert the junior, it's also her son, both die within three months of each other, which then means, again, Mia is the rightful uh, and and technically queen, despite the fact that uh, Julie Andrews is now just holding on with her iron fist (laughs) to the throne. She refuses to give up. She lived in the shadow for too long. Jamie, I've watched an entire season of The Crown in a week, and I am (laughs) pumped for this show. Um, It is some hardcore shit. Right. So... Yeah. Uh, they yeah. Oh, they, they want to give it a little like bit a longer. I want to throw this out. Genovia <laughs> is like think of a. It is both a town in Italy, like the kind of like mountain area of Italy, so like Italy France type thing. But conversely, it's uh, just got people hawking cell phones on the street, which is confusing. <laughs> um, just, it's got a crappy university, which is pretty small. It's like University of Genovia, and there's literally one building. Maybe there are more buildings elsewhere. I don't know, but they don't tell me. So how can I believe that? And I just can't get over the fact that the, the people just hawking these phones on the like little <laughs> mobile phones. It's the year 2009. There's not an iPhone to be seen. They don't have the iPhone on the street. People would steal it. Genovia is a mad, mad town. They get to the castle. She's like, wow, I love this castle. I did a lot to earn it. Because, Jamie, guess what? Monarchies are corrupt. Okay? This is <laughs> bullshit. I was bullshit. So, She's I having was her so birthday drunk. party. Yeah, I was so trying to rush princes. through this setup. And you're like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no. We're back She's... to look at this shot of the phones. She um, fucking sucks, all right? Yeah, she's having, She's... A, she's having a birthday party. And also, very specifically... <laughs> And it is also law in in Genovia that on your 21st birthday, the princess must dance with every eligible bachelor in the country. Okay. Every single one. Yes. I need to ask this important question. Okay. Do we think this was a, not a cliche, but like a trope before this film? Or did this film make the trope? Because this exact same scene is in Frozen. Where, like, almost the, the dance moves oh, exactly yeah. the same. Where Elsa has to dance with a bunch of dignitaries bec- on her coronation day. So not not the exact same setup, but a pretty much, like, person who will be queen or is queen having to dance with everyone. I want to know if this started somewhere else or if this was the start of that trend. I've, I've got to imagine this was the start of that trend because it's a weird fucking trend. Why? So, okay, wait. Let, so let's get through this up and then I want to explain yeah. why it's... But re- that's a really weird law. Anyway... Because um, obviously it's a weird law, but it's it's weird for another specific reason. Anyway, so she has to dance with all the um, uh, every eligible back every eligible bachelor in the country. Very specifically, it's supposed to be every eligible bachelor in the country. And also, apparently, eligible bachelor includes children. Uh, she dances with a twelve-year-old. She dances with an old man. She dances with Chris Pine. We're, we're, we're not a judging podcast, but we do judge that. Don't marry children, guys. All yeah, right? even if their I mean, parents consent to it. It's not oh yeah, cool. but this not kid's cool. pretty fucking fly. Have you met him? He's dope. <laughs> Um, he's a yeah, he's Prince a cool Shark. ass kid. No, um, this, wait, wait, this wait, oh wait, no, yes, the kid asked to blow in her, blow on her ear. What the fuck is that about? Do, you you remember that, right? While they're dancing, it's like, can I blow on your ear? What the fuck does that mean? Am I? I mean, maybe I'm being naive. I'm like, I think it's a sex thing, Jamie. I think it's a sex thing. I mean, I get that it's that's what it's, it's like supposed thing. to be. That's the joke, but like. 
is I mean maybe I'm again maybe I'm explaining to myself okay. is blowing on the I, air I need, like I need to a talk classic about sexy important. move I guess anyway. we've got to stop here for, just for a quick sec oh my right? god we're never this guy's called stuff. Prince okay. Jacques he's 12 yes. he's about 56 yeah. inches I know this because later in the film there's a card it, with some facts about it, him yes right? it, it does this say he's 56 important. inches tall and he's explicitly a prince and 12 he also explicitly in this card is in the Genovian lives in the Genovian town of, of like Moritz this brings up a second question then if he's a prince and if he lives in Genovia, where is he a prince of? All right? Is yeah. he related to Mia? Because if so, that's really fucking creepy that he, this okay. little kid is, uh, is considered eligible for the crown to marry. Yeah. That is weird. I don't like it. Is okay. he the prince of France? Because let me tell you what, they killed all their princes, so that wouldn't make him a prince. Is he just happening to live there for shits and giggles by himself? I don't know. But people need to think out the world <laughs> building of this oh, the film. World is, okay. Bizarre. Which is why I want to get through this everything, because then there's another one. So, um, yeah, Raven she danced with everyone. She danced with Chris Pine, um, who's, Raven you know, Oh, Raven Simone is also there in some uh, potentially not particularly PC no, no, garb. No, uh, no, no I, I think that's. I, 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 no, 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 I, no, no. I'm willing to be wrong that that uh, that that is actually traditional dress. To me, it looked like trying to be traditional African dress and and not. But so, having at least been to, and the, the, okay, obviously this is a broad statement, but uh, at very least, I don't think it. I don't think that's anything problematic. Like it, it is very, it is very much like she's wearing African like print patterns. But like having visited uh, like a couple countries in Africa, some people do wear like the just what you think of like as as like African print patterns. Like some people do wear that. The the like headdress said, is the only I'm other willing, thing. But yep, sure, willing to, I'm willing to be wrong. I'm willing to be wrong. Sometimes I'm also I just want to cancel people 14 years yeah. too late. You're okay? like, oh my god, <laughs> this black actress is wearing some yeah. African. Look, print. I want right, Raven Simone it. removed from Twitter. Not not because of this. I want Raven Simone removed from Twitter because she. <laughs> I I've got to assume this isn't her name because she's got an acute accent on the e, the last letter of her name which means her name if if like by my understanding of linguistics is raven simone because that's what an accent is i don't know uh, anyway she's whatever raven simone fucking <laughs> cancel her for no reason at all um ah <laughs> oh, fuck yes because importantly she also dressed herself this is the very important yes, thing is yes, that all actors get to pick all their costumes um, in the movie uh anyway what was i saying no, also, let me, let me, no, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Shut the fuck up. I, was, I had no... Two things. Two things. I've got something why to say. Does everyone, oh, even if okay. she's wearing traditional garb, why does she sound American? That's confusing. Yeah. Why does everyone in this film sound American? So that brings... That, that, that is correct. If she's meant to be doing an American, then I... I no, that, yeah, that could be fair enough. If she's not meant to be American, why does she sound American? All very confusing. Chris Pine and her dance. She sounds on Chris Pine's toes. She's like, oh, I'm sorry, Chris Pine. Chris Pine's like, I'm the best Chris. Fuck all the other Chris's. I was here before all of them. Hemsworth can suck it. Um, and, <laughs> um, and he's got a terrible haircut and terrible uh, sideburns. Um, he looks hot, all right? He, let me throw I, you back to... Let me tell I, you about really a man called doesn't. David Tennant in Doctor Who, all right? Do you know how many people... He just looks like Doctor Who. All right, guys, ignore Jamie. Uh, Chris Pine and this is hot. No, he's hot. not. He's really he's not. Hot. The hair, the hair, so, like he's, he's he's a little bit hotter later on, and then but the hair is bad. There the side is bands are bad. A raw animal heat coming off him at all times. All right. Uh, yeah. So, so they do that. It's all fun. She has a good party. She her crown her tiara gets knocked off uh, by a clumsy waiter who should clearly be fired if he can't not knock off the princess's tiara. <laughs> She's like, oh, it's fine. 
And he's like, oh, I'm really sorry. But you know what, Jamie? I don't believe in the monarchy. I think they all suck. I think they're all parasites living in this castle. All these rich people living it up, living it up in this small tax haven of a shithole country. Oh, what do we export pears? And uh, anyway, sorry, that I'm going off the point. They all suck. <laughs> but uh, the, the crown is caught by uh, the guy from Indiana Jones. Who goes, oh, be careful. There was someone like me in the first movie, but now I get more of the plot because I am the Twilight's mustache antagonist. Have you heard of yeah. Niccolo Machiavelli? Yes, <laughs> he talks about Machiavelli a lot. Um, I will talk about Niccolo Machiavelli And then, yeah, he, he, li- he literally says uh, something like, oh, be careful with that tiara. Someone might want to take it. And then he walks away and goes, Someone like me. Um, and then uh, we are. The next scene is we are in the Genovian Parliament. Uh, You've got to where... stop here, Jamie. Let's oh my God, Jamie Alexander! No, we no, are Jamie, three minutes Jamie, into this Jamie, fucking Jamie, film. I, 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 I am sorry, sir, but we are giving this film the respect. Guess what, Jamie? Alyssa Kearney. Guess what podcast episode she's listening to? That's right, Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. <laughs> a two and a half hour podcast about Cloud Atlas. And Jamie, all I'm saying is, if we don't get to three hours about Princess Diary two, no. I strike. <laughs> Anyway, this is important, all right? Okay. It's a parliament. It's explicitly a parliament, but there are some important questions about this parliament. Okay. One, why is literally why is the parliament so small? There's literally like 20, 30 people in this room. Yeah. Two, they are bar none all men. That yep. is confusing. Sure. Okay. I, I guess they don't allow women to it. Three, they all have titles. They're all Lord or Viscount of something. That's confusing. Is this just the House of Lords? I don't know. They may, <laughs> never make it clear. There seems to only be one house in here. And the yep. Prime Minister also sits in this chamber. So why is the Prime Minister in a chamber which is also run by Lords? This makes no sense. <laughs> and third of all, fourth of all, why is the Queen there? Why is the Queen consulting Parliament directly in Parliament? Sounds like there should be some kind of separation between like the head of state and the body of state. That is so confusing. <laughs> She's just there demanding shit and they're like, oh, no, 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 no. This is not. This is like a privy council. It's not a parliament. <laughs> it's almost like Shonda Rhimes doesn't know what a parliament is. It's really confusing. Imagine um, if the president just wh- sat in the Senate and was like, "I want this," and they were like, "No, that would be weird. <laughs> this movie's insane. Why are there no women? They never mention that at the end. There's a little bit of resolution for the no women thing, but they never ever mention it explicitly. It's yep. so confusing. Um, and, Why is and, this movie like this? I mean, the, the whole parliament thing is going to get even more bonkers towards the end of the movie, so we will go- get to it then. So but so the parliament is in session. Um, and uh, the the guy who is uh, Chris turns out to be Chris Pine's uncle. Uh, that's actually kind of a spoiler, but whatever. Fuck off. What's a movie or don't? Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, he stands up and is like, I oh, know in Genovian law. So this is where it gets weird, Alexander. In yeah. Genovian law, if the woman is unmarried at twenty one, then she cannot be queen, and it will go to someone else. And my nephew is in line to the throne. It's never explained how Chris Pine is actually in line to the throne, but whatever. Uh... No, 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 is no, it? No, no, no. Okay, yeah. no, I it's don't. Chris I, no, no, no. It's Chris I Pine's great, 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 great. Chris okay. Pine's great, great grandfather was king. Okay, cool. Uh, thank you. Um, but yes, so he's like, oh, my nephew can take over, and uh, and if she's not ready, uh, whatever. And then they they go, oh well, then what if we give her a year to get married? No, a year's too long. Give her a month, and that's the plot for the film. She needs a month to get married, but. Alexander, if it is the law that if they are unmarried at 21, they cannot become queen, why at their 21st birthday do they also have to dance with every eligible bachelor? Like, one is suggesting that they have to be married by 21, and one is suggesting that they can't be married by 21 so they can dance with all the eligible bachelors. Those two laws are in complete conflict with each other. It makes no sense. Yeah, Jamie, I've recently been watching the episodes of The Crown where uh, Princess Margaret basically gets fucked. 
and uh, she is told that she can't marry this dude she wants to marry because he's divorced and after two years of waiting they go haha we tricked you into waiting you're never going to marry him bitch and that's basically this which is to say apparently the people running the country don't have any lawyers to tell them how the law works they just <laughs> they just take the word of their butlers about it and that's yeah. it so what I assume is a butler came in the butler was like oh you have to dance with all these men because he gets off on it because he wants to see the young beautiful Anne Hathaway Joe is a, uh, is a pervert who likes watching women dance Alright, he likes just watching fully clothed with women do boring dances and it's gross. This sick son of a bitch needs to get it under control. Jamie, also importantly, you're right. Um it is the, the confusing things are one, twenty one's pretty young to get married. Yeah. Like that's that's you know, so what Especially they get married at eighteen is what they're suggesting off. This is an old law. Third of all, we now know a little bit more about the Genovian royal family. Apparently this has been the law for at least three hundred years, which means the state of uh which means the state of Genovia is older than America. Um which okay, <laughs> sure, I guess, yep. The other thing I just remembered is canonically now it is established that Genovia has two official languages because there's a guy translating into French in the parliament for some fucking reason. Yes, that's interesting because obviously some, so, so he's speaking French. Uh, there's the kind of a callback to it, one of the classic jokes in the first one where the queen's like, shut up. And then they kind of do, the prime minister's like, oh, shut up. Does the exact same, literally almost word for word, the exact same bit from the first movie. Yeah. And then someone translates it into French, which is quite a good joke. I like the French bit. <laughs> um which is great but, but, but yes yeah, so, also yeah, some people in the country speak Italian right? Pic- someone's <laughs> like I'm too piccola later I'm too piccola later on and uh, you know what uh, that's confusing because that's just why, why are they speaking Italian where is this country why are they speaking English Yeah, it's so confusing okay. anyway so yes they, they so they established they've set up the film that she needs to get married within a month um, so uh, Anne Hathaway and her pal we haven't talked about her yet the most annoying woman ever Vicky or whatever her name is um is it Vicky? Uh, What's her oh name? Oh no, it's not Vicky. It's not Annie. It's I know her, and she's but she's better in this film. She's, she is, she's less sec. annoying in this film. But her best friend, who's the worst person ever, Lily, in the first Lily Moskovitz. Lily. Lily um, is like no, 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 we need to talk about this, Jamie. Very important, oh very quick. No, just, just just quickly, Jamie is crying every time I say this, but it's worth it. But really importantly, Lily, who sucks in the first film, like hardcore sucks. Remember the classic line of "Your dad died six months ago. Get over it." Uh, yeah. is is not even six I think three your dad died three months ago why aren't you over it already why won't yeah. you come on my show um, is now a decent friend she's going to Berkeley uh, she's apparently an activist more power to Lily she fucking rocks and is doing a grad program I don't know what in probably something you know yeah literature um, so she, she comes around oh uh, Chris Pine comes and stays at the fucking castle for some reason um, but uh, uh, to keep your friends close be Emery's closer yes. Jamie have you yes, not similar. read Niccolone Machiavelli alright Niccolone <laughs> okay. Machiavelli I beg you we are like five minutes into this film the, uh, uh, very importantly uh, also, ha- oh no it's not I guarantee it's not very <laughs> important I guarantee it's not very important Anne Hathaway stamps on his toe uh, Anne Hathaway <laughs> just stomps right on his toe that right, was again. not important, Chris but it Pine. does happen. You are correct. <laughs> um, so uh, they're all in the house and Lily comes to stay as well. And they start going through a PowerPoint presentation of people they could date. It's what you referenced earlier, where we get like top yeah. trumps of these uh, of these people. Brilliant. One of whom is the 12 year old kid who we learn is 56 inches tall. Uh, they go through the first one. The first one is when they throw back to you. Remember in 2004 Ooh. when Prince Harry, not Prince Harry, Prince William Ooh. was considered attractive before he lost all of his hair. Um Prince uh, William's just a dad now. Prince William is is one hundred percent now just like your mate's dad. All right, and that's and I am I am all here for that. But yes, it, it did show. Uh, yeah, Prince so William they were like, oh, Prince William. Oh, we would go for him. And it's like, well, no, Jamie, he's already a prince to another throne. 
as all of these are explicitly being considered here as romantic interests, I think all of these people should be added to the list. I'm just throwing it no, out there. No, just, just no, no, um, absolutely I mean, not. Well, I can <laughs> add them to my list. That's I can add them to my list. Anyway, oh. uh, but importantly, one of them is also explicitly a jewel thief. Um, yes, this is yeah. crazy. I, I paused it. It is explicitly a, like a suspected high. Apparently, he's gone to jail too much to be considered a proper match. But he's a suspected art and diamond jewel thief, yeah. which is brings up why did they included him in this Trump Trump set? If he's a criminal and a thief, <laughs> why they um, were ever considering him as a potential match? Many of them are fifty six. Uh, yeah, but they eventually land on uh, Andrew Jackson, Duke Kennel, Duke of Kenilworth. Um, and, uh, so they're like, yeah, no, he seems, he's been pretty cute. He's a duke. That's great. Cool. He, Get him on over here. He was in the RAF and apparently yes, an Olympic yeah. swimmer. Yes. And he's 25 years old. Jamie, how accomplished do you feel though? <laughs> this guy was in the RAF accomplished. Yeah. So an okay. Olympic swimmer. Yeah. And yeah. And he was born a duke. So yeah, no, I don't feel that bad. I feel like we should tear him down. Fuck him. The only reason ja- he's Jamie, got to those heights is because of the privilege he was born with. I am on Jamie. Also, this meant that if, okay, if he's 25 there, that means he, because it's 2003, maybe, or 2009, we don't know. It either means he's swam in Beijing, which is confusing because um, <laughs> we're in the future. But if we're not saying they're in the future, that's fair enough. That means he swam in uh, when he was 22 in the Olympics at Sydney. And you know what? This is, it's just too much. All right, there were actual people, like, God, nonsense. I don't know if he won in the Olympics. It doesn't, it apparently doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. How did he get out of his RAF? Okay, like he was in the RAF, but apparently he's no longer in the RAF because he can come around to Genovia just to chill for a couple of days. They go on the beach, they walk. They seem like a nice couple. Earlier on, Julie Andrews had a little segment where she kind of, uh, they talked about arranged marriages and she said, look, it worked out very well for me. And importantly, all that matters is maintaining power. Um, now, Jamie, as you may know uh, from the beginning of this movie, uh, of course, Anne Hathaway, uh, went to public policy school, all right? She should have some opinions about how a country is run. She should have some desires. Maybe she wants to modernize this country. She wants to help bring progress to the small rural backwater, which just deals in pairs and something suspicious like tax evasion. And you know what? She doesn't care about that. She doesn't care about doing anything good for the people. All she cares about is the maintenance of power itself. This is a <laughs> fascist, horrible <laughs> dictatorship where no one gives a shit about, except about maintaining power. This American has come in and goes you know what i deserve to rule this country despite the fact i have no opinions about anything it is bizarre it's not like the crown where the crown literally all she does in the crown is all the time the question comes up of like elizabeth shall you do something and elizabeth turns the camera and goes no and next week elizabeth comes along and the miners on the strike and she's like elizabeth do you want to do something and she's like no oh oh should we let your sister margaret do anything no and that's that's the tension at the heart of every episode of the crown is should the queen do something and the answer is always no and importantly <laughs> in this she believes she can do something but it's so bizarre why would anyone want to become monarch in genovia except apparently it's a 10 pot dictatorship where they control the media anyway carrying on uh, yes, so, they, get yes, on they well. have they have their first date there's a there's a scottish reporter who's introduced who's constantly following From- them from um, Wake Up Genovia. Like, good yes. morning, Genovia. She, of course, loves that. Um, so they have the weirdest fucking, like, cute, cute, like, oh, are we, are we clumsy? Where, like, her scarf blows off and then they run after it in the beach and they both fall over while they're running after it and go, ha we foppish um anyway uh so yeah and then they're like yeah why fuck it we've known each other for two days but i want power we should get married we must maintain power um and yeah so they get engaged um and around some point around here i can't remember when exactly it is but uh, a very important plot point happens which is hector elizondo 
reveals that he and Julie Andrews have always had the hots for each other. And he's like, well, now that you're no longer going to be queen, perhaps we could, how you say, fuck. Uh, and she's like, yeah, that was really sweet. Maybe. Um, uh, and that sets up for a, a thing that happens later. Um, then there's uh, basically uh, during this, Chris Pine is being set by his uncle to be like, you got to flirt with goes, her. Nicholas, do you know who you're named after? Uh, my the king Nicholas, my great great grandfather. No, you're named after Nicholas Machiavelli. Nicholas Machiavelli. <laughs> Let me show you a little secret taught to me by Nicholas Machiavelli. And he gets a little, he gets a little dart and he runs it into a board and he likes. To which uh, Chris Pine's like, but that's cheating. And he goes, exactly. We're going to <laughs> cheat our way to the crown. Um, okay. Sure. And yes, so in, it's a, coup, in a Jamie, sequence. It's a coup. <laughs> uh, in a sequence where um, uh, Anne Hathaway is supposed to ride side saddle on a horse because that's that's the ladylike way. But uh, Anne Hathaway can't do that because it's particularly difficult to ride side saddle. So they create a fake leg to hang off the side of the horse um, to, to create the illusion of her. Uh, riding side saddle and so uh with his machiavellian plans he's like ha oh, ha i'm going to scare that horse with a fake snake and then he's there someone's going to come in and hector elizondo fucks it all up uh, they scare the horse and hector elizondo's like i've got you and then he rips the leg off and everyone's like what she's got three legs <laughs> uh, and she's humiliated so she runs away um <laughs> At this, and, at this point, she's then crying in her horse stables, and we just get some more raw animal heat. All right, some some they're they're obviously in a, a horse enclosure where horses have sex, uh, and they go in, and they they are that same, you know, they are just these two heaving beasts. They are. <laughs> he comes in, he's like, "I'm really sorry," and she's like, "Leave me alone! You want to steal my crown, which I deserve because of the divine right of kings. Look, I deserve to be queen because my father was a king, and ooh, he wasn't a very good king. He died after three months. Idiot." But, uh, you know, to which Chris Pine correctly says, look, at least I'm from Genovia and grew up here. Like, I, I think he left for college or, like, high school. But, you know, he, he lived here a lot of his life. He is probably a better choice than uh, Mia. Mia is... This is some weird, like, third-wave feminism shit where, like, she doesn't really want to do anything with this power, but the uh, the, the appearance of power itself is enough. Right? <laughs> she, she's very much leaning in to the Genovita power system. Um, yeah. He leaves. He apologizes. He's he's developing some feelings, Jamie. Importantly, he's he's got he's caught some feelings. Yeah. Uh, at this point, uh, uh, Niccolo, Nic the 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 the, the Niccolo Machiavelli dude comes in and he's like, Ah, my boy, well done. We'll crush your heart yet. Uh, and Joe walks in and Joe's like. Uh, I'm here to protect the crown. <laughs> yeah. All I do is protect the crown. I love yeah. the crown. And remember, I have diplomatic immunity in 45 countries, <laughs> yeah. including Puerto Rico. Yeah. Uh, I can kill yeah, you. Yeah. And yeah, Hector Elizondo just threatens the fuck out of him. It's very good fun. Uh, then there's another another party, some sort of garden party, where um, uh, Anne Hathaway is with her with her new um, fiancé. No, no. And it's specifically also, the party is called because she needs to know the Genovian people. Yeah. So apparently the way to do that is by getting a bunch of rich people in a garden party. Because yeah. again, this this if a country has ever needed a revolution, if this country has ever needed a coup, it is clearly this one. Yeah. All right? it, it needs to be overthrown. It's run by a bunch of rich people who literally all they do is meet around with the lady and lords and do not care at all for the common people. But sure, whatever. You're right. They're walking around. Yeah. Uh, uh, and she spots, some... uh, Lily spots Chris Pine and he's with a, a new lady. He's brought a, a, a blonde bombshell along to make Anne happy away jealous um they they meet up and they're like oh hello oh did you know that my 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 fiance is more sexy than your fiance well my fiance goes uh, is from the raf oh, well sorry. my fiance solved 
cancer and shit like that. I would like to say at this point. That I'll, wins, I'll that love... wins, Jamie. If your fiance solved cancer, that wins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, the Duke of Kenilworth, uh, he's, it's established that he is a photographer. Now, I, this is such a small thing, but it really pissed me off. Um, he's walking along with her just before they get in this argument. And he goes, oh, no, no, stop. The light is perfect here. The light is not perfect. She is backlit. She has shadows all over her face. The light is horrible. He then, they're like twisting and turning around. And then he takes the photo of her in a completely different place. So the light would be completely different. So he wasn't taking the same photo. This guy knows fucking nothing about photography. This man is privilege incarnate. He's been taking photos on his daddy's rich boy camera since he was four years old. And his mum's been sticking him up on a that's eight feet tall and going oh my boy so talented this kid's a prick this kid is like one of those people who shows up at uni in their first year with the uh, massive fuck off cannons you know what i mean like not just like a nice candy slr but one of the like professional grade can like the the giant body ones you're you're doing wedding <laughs> photography kind of cameras um it's terrible. Yeah, he's uh, it again. Anyway, so, so they, they get in an they, argument. Go, they walk off together. The two British people walk off uh, in search of love. Uh, Chris Pratt and Chris Pine, uh, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt, Chris Pine and, <laughs> and Hathaway uh, go for a walk in a maze. And uh, he, Chris he's Pine like is like, "Why do you even want to be king?" And she's like, "I'd be a good queen. I'd be a good queen. I would. I have no opinions on things. That's why I'd be a good queen. But specifically, <laughs> um, I will rule and, with an and, iron and, fist." And, and he basically just goes, "Stupid person says what?" And she goes, "What?" Um, but instead, it's um, uh, because you don't love Andrew. Yeah. No. Wait. Um, and he tricks her into admitting he, he, she doesn't love Andrew. Make out. And then, and then he uh, forces himself upon her. Um, but, but her, her leg pops. Her leg pops, Alexandra. Remember that being a plot point from the first movie? Um, yeah. And then he's, she's like, oh, actually, I love it. No, wait. How dare you? Oh, we fell into a fountain. <laughs> they fall into a fountain. Um, this is a scandal. Yes. Uh, it's uh, causing a lot of scandals. Yes. Uh, and the queen is like, yo, chill. Julie Andrews tells her she needs to stop messing around. Yeah. Uh, it's point, then the Independence the... Day Parade. It's the G- Oh, I also oh, want God, to say, it's, yeah, 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 we're about to get to a point. I, it's a very small point, uh, but no one in this movie knows how to pronounce the country that they're from because yeah. they constantly change between calling it Genovia and Genovia. I know it's a really small difference, Jamie, but it's just, like even Anne Hathaway herself constantly switches between yeah. these two pronunciations. But we've also missed the uh, medieval scene, which is when <laughs> the French peasants who live in Genovia, Genovia, wherever, uh, come in and they plead their case before the crown directly oh, supplicating yeah, yeah. at their feet giving them gifts and this is confusing because once again how much power does the crown maintain <laughs> in this country and the accents on display here are yeah. french italian <laughs> and american all right yeah this is this is 100 percent. they got a bunch of extras in la and they yeah. were like can you do any accents let's find out this is full on like the, the, that scene is like full-on game of thrones like Daenerys Targaryen, the people yeah. coming up and offering her goats uh, shit. Uh, it's a very strange scene. So, so yes, it's Genovian uh, Independence Day Parade. The Stang's there, Jamie. Do you remember the Stang for the first film? Uh, Mustang. Yep. She's a Mustang yeah. girl. Um, of course, Lily also gets a bit of a romantic subplot with a guy who talks like this. Yeah, yes, he's like the armor. town crier. The queen. And, and I think he's like, like the head of the guard, I think. Yes, he's the head of the guard. Um, I couldn't... Could you tell how old this head of the guard was? Because to 40. me, he looked... 40. 
Yeah, to me, it looked a lot older than Lily. But then Lily's like El- 25 in this, yeah, I think. But then Ellen was like, obviously. I mean, yeah, but if you look closely, maybe he's just got an old face. I think it's possible that this, like, it's not supposed to be creepy. This guy just unfortunately looked quite old. Anyway, it's barely relevant. We probably won't talk about it again. Um, so during this Independence Day parade, uh, Mia, she sees... Wait, wait, wait. Oh. Sorry, i got to throw out this very important thing. I die. I die. It's just, no, but ja- no, Jamie, you will care about that. You will, you will care about this. Really they have all these. They have all the things she's there. They give a little flag to Niccolo Machiavelli, who's like, I won't wave it for Mia, but I will wave it when they have a true Genovian on the throne. King Richard, uh, King Nicholas, King Nicholas, whatever, he's a bit of dick. Behind them is a umbrella for Panera Bread, which means that Panera Bread exists. <laughs> in Genovia um, and I'm so confused wait, why that was left in shot isn't isn't this also it's either here or in the garden party we just had where there's just inexplicably a random like five second scene of a white guy singing a song in Japanese no I think they're, they're like, I don't think he's white I think he's meant to be Japanese I think he's Japanese okay well I, I apologise if I've missed specifically, I, I've missed specifically the this guy's goes, face. so someone comes out and goes uh, and this now, is this is uh, for our like that, from our, our Japanese like, I think it's almost like we we you know we we have some guests from uh, Asia uh, and sing a little song for us or something to that effect. And he does go it, like I won't do the words because it'll just sound horribly offensive. But like do 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 yeah. But like okay, even even if if this guy is Asian, like it's still it's still just a really weird like why the fuck is this scene in here? It's just it is the weirdest. Maybe he's like a. Maybe he's like a J-pop superstar. I don't know. I don't know. It, I, it's it's, it's ri- in fact it's not the weirdest scene in the, that. That is not the weirdest no. five second scene cameo because that's coming up later and that's fucking bonkers. Um, I think Panera Bread so, wins that. Anyway, yeah, Panera um, Bread. Uh, anyway, so they, they're going down the, the, the parade in the must and they're doing this parade again. If I was Joe, I just want to throw it out here. Very easy to assassinate Mia. And I'm not calling on people to assassinate heads of state. <laughs> That's bad. Don't. I would recommend not seizing power you know, violently due through as democratic means as much as possible. But, uh, you know, this is probably a nightmare. This is how JFK got assassinated. I want to throw it out there. <laughs> this is exactly how JFK got <laughs> shot. Um, but fortunately, Mia through, does not get shot. Uh, Mia passes the orphanage. Uh, the the yeah I think it's the Genovan Society for Poor Kids and Boys um, she sees someone make fun of uh, young Abigail Breslin um, yep. it's a young baby Abigail Breslin she's got a little blankie sucking her thumb and everyone's laughing at her because she wants to be a princess and Mia's like stop the parade and everyone's like holy shit and Mia goes okay I'm going to walk over to these orphans and she's like who are who are these children and some old man with them is like orphans ma'am and <laughs> their parents are dead and she's like, oh, that's terrible. So she goes down to young Abigail Breslin and she's like, hey, do you want to be a princess? And she's like, no, I am too picola to be a princess. <laughs> I am too picola. What language do they speak here for God's sake? Pick a freaking language. Are they Italian? Are they French? Are they English? Are they American? It makes no sense. I guess this is what it's like to live in Switzerland. <laughs> yeah. This um, is, this, this is but nonsense. yes, so um, she's like, I'm no, 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 you color. can be a princess. Give all no, of these I'm children tiaras. Um, uh, and some guys like, oh, I can't afford that. And he's like, she's like, I'm the fucking queen. Yes, you can afford it, you idiot. Bow down, bitches. They then, she then proceeds to do the rest of the parade, walking through the streets. And again, if I was a leader as corrupt as Anne Hathaway in this, I would be terrified because they, they I'm gonna get shot and some, fall into some kids. Imagine that. Imagine if yeah. you were a young orphan and the queen got shot and fell into your arms. That would be traumatizing. She's <laughs> uh, not considering that opportunity. Yeah. And then Chris Pine at this point is like, oh wow, she's 
She cares Maybe for she's people, a good queen. isn't she kind? Um, Jamie, we then get. To why the is there a stereotype? Oh. So I, over, over Christmas, I watched a lot of the uh, the like Netflix um, princess movies. Yeah. So like the Christmas uh, Christmas Prince, uh, the Christmas Switch, the Christmas Switch Two switched again, in which uh, Vanessa Hudgens doesn't just play two characters as she does in the first one. She plays three characters. Very important. Um, but my question is, why is it always that people associate uh, when when you like want the queen to do something useful, they're just like, and she likes an orphanage. <laughs> if, I was asking uh, Liz about this. Is this a Diana reference? Do you think is this a Diana thing, or is it existed beforehand? I just think it's the easiest thing to do. Like it's such an obvious. Like, oh look, she cares for children, but not just children, poor children. Um, I, I may have to try and contact one of our experts about this. Oh my god. Okay. While you're doing that, I will explain the sleepover scene. She invites uh, all the all the local all the local kiddies uh, to come by and have a sleepover in the castle, and they convert one of the. You're actually calling someone. Yeah, calling an expert. <laughs> okay. Um, you might get interrupted in a second then, but uh, she's converted one of the stairwells into a slide, and they're going to go mattress surfing, and all of everyone's having so much fun sliding down on the mattress. Woohoo! Party, party, party! And then Julie Andrews comes Jamie, in. And, one yes. sec, one sec. Sorry. Uh, hi there, Lottie. It's Al here. You're currently oh on the podcast. God. How are you doing? Oh gosh. Hi. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So obviously, uh, you might not know this. We're talking currently about uh, uh, the Princess Diaries to the royal engagements. Uh, Jamie's on the other end of this call. However, you can't hear him. He's only coming in by my headphones. If Help, need be, he can heal me. you. Uh, he's telling okay, you to I save did. him. Uh, Lottie says hi. Um, <laughs> so importantly, uh, we come to the scene uh, where uh, Mia Thermopolis, uh, future queen of Genovia, uh, comes and helps some orphans. And this has raised an important question, which mm-hmm. it specifically yeah. is, why, when we need to give princesses something to do, do we say they care about the orphanage? Like, why is this Why is this the stereotype? Do you think this is a Diana reference? <laughs> do, it, it, I mean, it, why do princesses care about orphans? Like, I'm not that they're saying they shouldn't care about orphans, but there are other causes too, you know? Why is it always orphans? I suppose, I suppose child actors are easier to come by than, like, a lot of sad-looking dogs. Ooh, that is true. <laughs> that is true. If you're filming. Maybe it's just practicality. You can get a lot of child actors quite easily. And you only need them for a day, but it's probably a nightmare to get a lot of three-legged dogs or cats or something. I, Alexander, I, I like, could you please, I, could you please ask cute. Lottie the could you please ask Lottie the question? Where is she finding all these children actors? Where is so, her pool so of child been, actors? I've been asked to from? ask you by Jamie. Uh, where are you finding all these child actors? Okay, just, <laughs> so we can't find three-legged dogs. Although we could just find some dogs and cut their legs off. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> but, um, we could do that. We could do that. Uh, are, we, are we just going out to the streets of LA and just picking children up and saying, "Do you want to be a princess or orphan?" I think if you put a casting call out and say you. Your little girl's gonna be in Princess Diaries. They just fall over themselves. Right. Get into it. I, I I like this. This is good. All right. Thank you, Lottie. Uh, you are a royal correspondent on the podcast. Uh, we have confirmed you're still alive in universe, and that's all we care about. So, <laughs> so I hope you're well. We'll speak later. Bye bye. Enjoy. Bye. Alexander, that was an international phone call. <laughs> <laughs> that cost me twenty dollars. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. Okay. Um. Oh, do, do I have to? I mean, Lottie is getting a starring role on this podcast. <laughs> she's already been mentioned four times. Now she's on it, and she's going to be mentioned again later. Anyway, Jesus Christ! So they're having <laughs> they're having the sleepover. They're riding around on mattresses, and then um, Julie Andrews comes in and she goes, "Oh, what's all this? You shouldn't be doing that." 
Because you're doing it wrong. This is whoa, how whoa, I ride Jamie, on a mattress. Oh, it's it's yes. a bridal shower, okay? This is a hen party. Okay. And yet, for some god that. knows what reason, there were three-year-olds there. And I want to... She's a 21-year-old. Imagine Lily coming in with a bag of dildos being like, oh my god, <laughs> let's get wild and see these three-year-olds there. She doesn't uh. know... She, she knows them vaguely. I don't know why they've been invited. She is... Oh, but she was... A princess before most of these people were born. It is disturbing. I don't know why this happened. Can you imagine if it was your uh, your stag do, and then you look around, and then there's a bunch of three year olds there as you're at the pub. This is terrible. <laughs> um, uh, I, around I mean, this, this time, scene is nonsense. <laughs> Chris Pine is also Fuck going Siri. to. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chris Pine is going to his uncle, being like, "Maybe we shouldn't do it. She's nice," and he's like, "You have fallen for the dark side, boy. You have caught what they call." what Machiavelli called feelings. <laughs> um, uh, and it's like, you you mustn't. And he's like, oh, she's never going to love me anyway. Um, uh, so yeah, I think he basically has, he, he, he eventually allows her to continue pursuing her. Because this, is, this is the bit I really don't understand because he, he says to his like housekeeper, oh, I'm actually going to let him carry on pursuing her so that he ruins uh, her her current relationship and she doesn't get married what was his plan before that like i thought that was his plan all along like it's the really obvious plan it's to mess up her engagement by having her hot son uh do the dirty what was his plan if it wasn't that like just for him to just like beat her up like this I, this I man playing, for, for, Jamie, for someone he's playing who... 40 chess all right he's, he's <laughs> always playing 40 chess we're out here we're playing checkers Okay, we cannot pretend to comprehend the mind of Niccolo Machiavelli, the Genovian politician who's a Viscount who also was yeah. in Indiana um, Jones. So, uh, at this point, um, we she is uh, is practicing for another bonkers Genovian tradition, uh, which is that at her coronation she must fire a fly, flaming arrow at something. I forgot through what a hoop. Through, through a hoop. A hoop. To signify to, the lighting of her own eternal flame. This is weird. Yeah. I, uh, um, but she she's bad. She's not good. She can't do it because, you know, women. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, hey, I'm not I'm not the one saying it. The Jamie, film is saying uh, uh, it. The weirdest thing for me is the stereotype of... No, actually, it's not that weird. But I find it interesting how, like, obviously, the two stereotypes of archers are Agincourt on the, on the one far end. <laughs> And the other end, it is specifically women use bows. This is the kind of like Artemis, uh, Lara Croft, uh, the, the, the Canis Everdeen school of archery. And I, it is a stereotype of women using bows. And in this film, you know what? She can't use a bow. She's defying that stereotype, <laughs> all right? We know that women are innately born with a connection to the moon and archery. And Anne Hathaway <laughs> fails on both fronts. Um, so, yeah, she's, she's sucking. Uh, and Chris Pine's Whoa. just kind of lurking in the background. Uh, so Lily gets... Uh, we haven't talked about them. There's two... Two really fucking annoying maids uh, that are constantly chasing um, uh, Mir around. So Lily distracts them so that Chris Pine can come in and show her how to use the bow. Show her the way of the bow. Uh, And he helps her hit the bullseye. Um, uh, And he says to her that he's going to go, but he wants to see her one more time. Uh, And she says, sorry, can't do it. I'm under. they're, They're always watching me. They are. Uh, and so um, Nicholas, he's learned from his uncle. He schemes a, a Machiavellian plan uh, to turn the fuck up at her window and throw rocks at it um, because, you know, that's the most obvious and easy way to get uh, anyone's attention. 
Uh, so he turns up that night and he's like, come, lady, climb. He does a Rapunzel reference. Uh, climb down the vine. Um, and uh, she's like, oh, fine, I guess. Uh, and they go on a lovely romantic nighttime date. Uh, they ride out on their horses and they dance and they fall asleep under the stars. Do you think they had sex? When they're wa- Do I think Do they, they had sex? sex? Um I think if they did, uh, the 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 man filming from across the river uh, had has a lot more um, uh, crimes on his hand. Um, <laughs> this, this makes sense why her grandmother's pretty annoyed with me. When she comes back. Um, so yes, they 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 are slowly rousing, and uh, and Hathaway goes, "Is that a man in a boat with a camera?" Uh, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> Um, uh, and she she just immediately assumes that uh, this is Chris Pine's doing and tells him to fuck logically, off. Logically. She logically assumes this is Chris yeah. Pine's doing. Um, so uh, she gets back, and of course it is... Uh, it's it's on Genovia today. There's rocking okay. around this, the Christmas This woman tree. is wearing a full kilt. She's wearing full Highland regalia, despite the fact that she lives in, like, the small sub-French country. Yeah. Um, it, it makes no sense. I am so mad about it. Um, but sure, why not? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah they're going, ooh, it's, it should have gotten an American into the royal family a long so, time ago here. <laughs> yeah, because uh, we're, we're bringing the spice uh, now. And uh, so, yeah, uh, everyone's a little bit a little bit disappointed. So she meets with her, um, uh, her groom-to-be. Um, and uh, he goes, oh, just kiss me, you fool. And then they kiss. Uh, and then he goes, ah, oh, fuck. You know what? I agree. I don't love you either. And she's like, oh, that sucks. Do you want to get married anyway so I can continue my clinging to power for no reason? She, he's like, yeah, sure. Uh, I don't I, there's the, I don't know why he agrees to this. He has because no, he, he, I guess expl- he gets to be a king. But It's it, it's because they explicitly, well, no, he wouldn't be king. He would only be... He'd be a, um, a prince. Prince regent. Prince consort. Prince consort. But, um, uh, it's, it's slightly confusing. Um, I believe the reason would be because earlier in the film, all the way through the film, they established that like Julie Andrews, um, uh, you know, obviously we had an arranged marriage with her husband, the former King Rupert May, rest in peace, and um, <laughs> uh, and that while they didn't necessarily like passionately love each other, she grew fond of him. She she didn't think it was a bad choice. She doesn't regret what she chose. Andrew also mentioned that for the last two hundred years, all of his family have only got married in rage marriages which sounds like a lot of pressure um but you know that's that also happens so i i think it's just that they they have sort of it's a, a little bit of a duty over passion question right they yeah. are like i like you and you like me so although we don't have romantic feelings for each other in terms of, the good of the realm. yeah again a little bit like the crown season one just throwing out there. there are a lot of parallels here. I'm not saying that uh, the crown stole from uh, Shonda Rhimes, but I'm saying she might be owed some royalties, all right? I think she should go to the Writers Guild and uh, sue Peter. Um, so anyway, uh, allegedly. Well, that's allegedly. Um, but uh, they go to the, the coronation, not the coronation, the royal wedding. Yes, um, so, so the wedding is actually the next day. Oh, um, oh no, no, no. Sorry, even better than that is uh, on the morning of the wedding, um, she goes in to her dressing room to find her mother there with her baby brother. Yeah. This is very confusing if you've forgotten that her mum hasn't shown up for any of this engagement uh, or that she hasn't seen a baby brother before. I assume this means her mum got 
it gave birth in the last month. She missed that. Never called her mum. Was never concerned about the fact that her mum was giving birth. Yeah. Um, but sure, why not? She then gets her hair done by Fabio from the first movie. I don't yep. think he's called Fabio, but he makes her hair look like a moose, but a sexy moose. <laughs> ah. <laughs> that makes all the other boy mooses go. Ah. Yeah. Um. And uh. Yeah. So it's it's wedding time, baby. Bing da bling bling bling. What did I just do? That was supposed to be wedding. That's the wedding. <laughs> I'm going in. I just. Oh my god, I'm going in. What a movie, Jamie. Uh, That's about anyway. three hours. Um, right. Um, so, uh, uh, Chris Pine decides not to go to the wedding, um, but uh, his uh, uncle's, like, house uh, keeper tells him, oh, by the way, um, if you didn't fucking figure it out, you dumb himbo, uh, it was your uncle that set up that reporter. Um, yeah. And uh, Joe. Uh, Hector Elizondo also tells Mia that uh, Nicholas is is innocent that Chris Pine yeah. didn't do anything Chris um, Pine then steals a penny farthing yes he steals a penny farthing movie. Uh, and starts uh, to starts the cycle to, to the wedding uh, while she is walking up the aisle uh, Mia just just bolts just while walking up the aisle just absolutely decks it out the room um, and uh, the queen follows her uh, and says look I don't make the same mistakes I did. You can you can do what you want. Like you can get married or or not. Like it's fine. You, you follow give up the crown. Heart. We don't have to maintain this power structure. It's okay. I guess I'll get a job as like a lunch lady. It's fine. I'm yeah. sixty. Yeah. And she was like, "Oh, follow your heart." I haven't done that, and now I've lost the only person I've ever truly loved, Hector Elizondo. Um. Uh. And uh, so they go back to the church. Uh. And. Uh, she basically we get to the denouement of the film um <laughs> this is a very strange thing <laughs> this this is where the whole idea of the the, the denouement of this film the, the the whole idea of parliament starts to become very the rules of this Nonsense parliament school. become very weird so let's she stands call it up, a parliment again yeah. it's, a, it's a tin pot dictatorship and they so, are the oligarchs running this country uh she she stands up and addresses everyone also yeah for some reason every single member of the parliament is at the wedding um but she because it's like 10 of them jamie it's pretty easy to fit them in uh, right <laughs> she goes look julie andrews she's ruled this country unmarried for for years and you know think about you know, the the classic, the classic, because, of course, men have no way of having empathy for any women without thinking about their this, mothers this made, or their sisters so angry. or their this wives. This so angry. <laughs> um, so she says, think about what would you make your, your daughters. daughters do this? <laughs> because, of course, that's the only way any men can have any heart um, uh, because men are horrible. Um and uh, so the the uncle is like, no, it's it's the law. No, it must be the law. Uh, and so Chris Pine turns up uh, and goes, it, it must be the law. And if she's not going to get married, then uh, my nephew must be uh, the king. And Chris Pine goes, uh, nah, nah, I object. Nah, I'm I'm not going to do it. I'm pretty chill. She seems like she'd be a pretty good queen. That's uh, that's dope. Um, and uh, the the uncle goes, no, but it's still the law. And here we get. The, the rules of parliament just falling apart um so mia calls for a motion yeah she, so in she, the wedding in the wedding they, they've not gone to parliament. parliament apparently you can just at any point when if members of parliament are there you can, 
parliament can be in session, apparently. There's no official process to it. You just have to say to the members of parliament that you would like to introduce a motion. This is under the, the prime minister. He's like, call for a motion. Okay. Uh, and the queen goes, I hereby declare that no woman should have to be married to rule the country uh, either before now or in the future ever. Um, and apparently that's how laws are made in Genovia. <laughs> you just say shit. Um, uh, but wasn't it in the first one? I, I can't remember this exactly. In the first one, didn't King Rupert secretly pass a law by just writing it down on a piece of paper and never giving it to Parliament, but uh, somehow that counted as yeah, changing the law? Yeah, fucking they've been proroguing Parliament in their front and centre in this bullshit. Um, and uh, yeah, all, all the members of Parliament. One old guy is just like, yes. Why not? Yeah, I've, I've been, I like change <laughs> against everything that I stand for as a member of the aristocracy. Apparently one of my character traits is that I like change. <laughs> no, it's, it's also, he's the guy at the beginning of the film who demanded that she get married, which yeah. means literally all this guy, like, he's an old man who seemingly has Alzheimer's and doesn't quite really understand what is happening, but every time he wakes up from something, he just repeats what he last heard. You could literally say the most awful thing in the world, and he would stand up and just repeat that thing. It's terrible. <laughs> Jamie, it's very important. I just got The Princess Diaries 2, uh, 1 confused with The Princess, uh, A Christmas Prince, and I really apologize for that. Okay. I'm, getting, I'm getting my princess movies mixed don't, up. Don't I, I got a plot point it's from okay. Christmas Prince into here no it's not okay jamie i will i will do some penalty shots at some point for getting the two confused oh yeah the two, two shall mix um, where's my where's my christmas princess stories all right um <laughs> so yeah uh she, she they they pass that law she doesn't need to get married despite the fact the oh, very um, obvious solution the entire time would have been for her to get married to chris pine it's the obvious no, fucking solution okay okay two things one is uh we don't want chris chris renounces his uh, claim to the throne. Yep. Uh, very dramatically. Uh, he doesn't come. Yeah, he doesn't come I, to Darius I've, I've said this. Oh no, no, I, I know that. But, but the, <laughs> the second, the second thing is, of course, that like, I think they want to, in a way, which is like, the film wants to have some degree of feminist fiction. Like, this is meant to be quite a feminist moment, whether or not it, it like, it obviously, it, you know, being like, think of your daughters. Would you do this to your daughters? Kind of undermines that. But like. It is trying to have this moment where she as a woman is being recognized as a viable leader. This is meant to be... Uh, earlier in the film, pe someone says, we don't think Mia's ready to be leader. We don't, we don't we think she's necessarily suitable to be a leader. And at the end of the movie, she shows how she is uh, viable, to, to, viable to be a leader. She commands parliament. Again, that's not necessarily the point of a queen. A queen isn't meant to, to command parliament. Parliament <laughs> is meant to command the queen. But sure, <laughs> whatever. Again, Genovia is a hellhole. A rich, pear-eating um, hellhole. But uh, in this hellhole, we must have a happy ending. Uh, and Ooh. thus, Mia goes, go on, marry Hector Elizondo. The wet look, we've already paid for the priest. He's gonna be here it's for Mama the next Mia. two hours anyway. He's getting a bit bored. Um, it's the so, end of Mamma Mia. So they just wander up uh, and get married. Uh, everyone is like, oh, that's all right, guess so. Um, uh, and a week, uh, like we, we cut to like a week later, she's getting ready for a coronation, and Chris Pine turns up. Uh, he professes his love, um, and they, they have a little kiss to his cousin. All right, I wonder if it's out there. They are related. They explicitly mention that they are related by blood, but apparently it's cool because they're both attractive. Jamie, I don't know you, but if you tomorrow found out that uh, Ellen was actually your second cousin, that would change something a little bit, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I, th I think I think we might have to reassess things. And you know what? I hate to say it. 
She is a Jones. Her surname isn't Jones, but she's got loads of Joneses in her family. So, you know, it's possible. It's possible. Let's not delve into that one too much. Um, and yeah, uh, so they they have a little Keep kiss. Keep it in the family, man. It's okay. Um, um, and uh, we get the coronation. Basically, that's the end. Uh, the Julie Andrews steps down. We have a big, lovely uh, coronation sequence. Uh, where she's wearing a lovely long gown and has her hair done in a questionable fashion. Um, and she wanders through all the guards and then she smiles at the camera and then we cut to credits. And that is Princess Diaries 1. Uh, just one one second, Alexander. I do just have uh, something to do. Uh, just, just give me a sec. It's going to be really awkward. Come on. Come on. Fuck. Come on. <laughs> Shit. This is so embarrassing. This is dramatic. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm just building the tension. This normally doesn't happen this way, you know? No, 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 it really doesn't. This is like the first I, time. When I, when I reveal who I'm calling, it's going to be even more embarrassing. <laughs> Come on. Come on, I'm begging you. Shit! <laughs> it was Lottie! Lottie picked up for you, but didn't pick up for me! This is bullshit! <laughs> When Lottie listens to this, she should know that I'm, I'm, I'm not going to tell you to your face, Lottie, because I am never speaking to you again. Consider that failed phone call the last interaction you will ever receive from me. It's time for anagrams. One second. I've, no, I've fuck got you. A, before we go, we have to go, of course, uh, to our uh, special American correspondence. Uh, so, hi, Ben, you're on the podcast. Oh, How are you doing? For fuck's sake. Am I? Uh, so we've just watched uh, The Princess Diaries 2, The Royal Engagement, uh, a film about uh, Chris Pine, an American, staging a coup against another American uh, in a small European country. Very important. My question is this. Uh, if an American becomes queen of another country, do they stop being American? So the rule is supposed to be, <laughs> to be an American, you're not supposed to have foreign titles. Yeah. Like and and would can I just check? Would being Queen of Genovia count as a foreign title? Uh, assuming Genovia is a real country, for uh, <laughs> <laughs> purposes in the fiction of this world, yes, the Queen is a title. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Um, do do uh, of course you grew up in American schools. Um, I see you did the fucking written out of this podcast at this point. Uh, oh, but some people did. Okay. Um, do Americans want to be princesses? I'm very confused about this. You, of course, are American princess correspondent. We've earlier talked to Lottie, our British princess correspondent. Um, is this a common desire to, to rule a European country? Um, I don't think the desire is to rule a European country. I think the desire is to wear fancy dresses and um, go to balls and stuff, okay. as taught by Disney films. That makes sense. That makes sense. So I guess... I guess yeah, princess is very different from being queen, right? That, that's true. Then in which case, uh, a political question. Um, are people who just want to wear fancy dresses and go to balls inherently good leaders? Uh, no. No okay. My okay thank you very much ben uh that your contribution to the show is much appreciated jamie was there he you can only hear him through my headphones so he's mostly been giggling and talking about being cut out of the show uh, thank you very much for your contribution uh for that was ben our uh, american and uh princess correspondent how you doing jamie i don't know how don't know how to react to the the abhorrent scenes that i have just been born witness to <laughs> 
I love that when Jamie calls someone they just <laughs> yeah yeah that's and like I'll be honest I would have been much more okay with it if Lottie had picked it up to me so Lottie Lottie I want you to Bennett we're also never talking again and Lottie I want you to know that that is your fault right anagrams it's anagrams time uh, fuck we didn't even oh, we missed out another segment from early on in the show so we're going to do it in a second uh, oh, because yeah. I've got a really good version for it but anyway anagrams for those of you who don't know anagrams is our section of the show where we take the title of this film and we try to make an it anagram is. of it that describes yeah. the plot um, obviously we've got quite a lot to work with here The Princess Diaries yeah. 2 The Royal Engagement, the Royal Engagement. Um, I've got two uh, I'm pretty happy with both of them. They're not particularly long. I'm disappointed I wasn't okay. able to use more letters, uh, but I, I was hung over today, and so I didn't t- spend too long on it. I have one that uses all the letters but two, so I only have one. Wow. Okay. Well, wait, let let me get my two out of the way first. But sure. This this is like this is like in countdown where I'm revealing my four letter <laughs> yeah. word before <laughs> you've solved <laughs> the conundrum. Um. So, uh, we've got Chris Pine digs Anne. Ooh. I think I I think that is that's pretty good. Probably the most. I'd... accurate to the plot yeah. that we've ever had of an anagram um and the other one i've got is Anne is too spicy uh, that is too using the number two for princess diaries two uh, i like it <laughs> um uh so those those are mine uh what is your your god damn it must be 20 letter long anagram let me, let me just uh, clear my throat <laughs> thank you castle parasite meets higher need comma ring <laughs> i mean it sort of makes sense i guess i'll give you that um so that of course has been anagram so before we get to discussing this film in general terms we have forgotten of course our favorite segment on the show six degrees of tom hanks uh <laughs> i'm only doing this because i've got a good i've got a good one for this so uh six if anyone who's played the game six degrees of kevin bacon it's where you connect uh two film stars together by people that they have starred in films with um we are doing six degrees of tom hanks linking back to season one of this podcast so we must connect princess diaries 2 with tom hanks obviously not using anne hathaway because it would otherwise be the same solution every single time alexander have you have you prepared for this do you have your well i know i i remember the the one from the princess diaries one which is hector alexander uh is in um the 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 god awful uh, nothing but it's not nothing but trouble it's nothing the, the in one common. where nothing in common the other Gary Marshall film so that would be uh, boring so have you got another yes. one because <laughs> I've got I, a, no I've can got you a give yours one. and I'll, I'll think if I can yes get I've got a good one because it's using rather than thinking of Princess Diaries one it's using one of our new cast members of course Chris Pine Chris Pine starred in the Star Trek movies with one Zoe Saldana Zoe Saldana was in Avengers Endgame with one Hugo Weaving Spoilers for Avengers Endgame, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Hugo Weaving is, of course, in Cloud Atlas. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. You're wrong. That's not Hugo Weaving in Avengers Endgame. He did not come back for that film. They used, what? It's it's not him. He does not play Red Skull in that film. What you the fuck? You just got served. It is no, not Hugo I, Weaving. Shut up. You're lying it's to not me. Hugo Weaving. A- no, Avengers it's not. Endgame Red, Red Skull. Shit. Fuck, you're right. It's Ross Marquand. Shit. 
Oh, fuck. Oh, no, that well, is, a, that well, is something you, you would not know. They, they kept very I'm, quiet. I'm ruined. That. I'm ruined. Oh, speaking of Marvel, we didn't talk about the other crazy part of this fucking film, which is the five-second Stan Lee cameo that's in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I don't know why Stan Lee's in this. I, I did extensive Googling. I cannot figure out why Stan Lee is in this movie. I guess Stan Lee just likes to be in movies sometimes. He's playing the Three Stooges wedding guest that is what he is credited as he's the w- husband or father of like a wedding guest uh who just says oh sorry he learned english by watching the th- three stooges and you know i bet if i watched the three stooges i would get the joke that stanley is doing but yeah stanley's in this movie for some reason anyway the three uh, stooges are very much an american thing like i, I think it's british people in the same way that i feel like americans have very little context of a, a show like only fools and horses british people have no context of the three stooges uh yeah no i've i've never watched three stooges ever in my life um have you managed to come up with a six degrees of tom hanks um because apparently i've fucked it uh i was trying to think there must be someone in avengers endgame that's been in a movie with tom hanks that movie has everyone but i could not figure i i don't i mean there must, you're there right, there's must be. be someone in there there right. must be let's think poor rudd poor rudd but no 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 uh, like I went, um, I don't think any of the main the main uh, like Bradley Cooper hasn't been in anything with him. Vin Diesel obviously hasn't. Fucking Robert Downey Jr. hasn't hasn't been in anything with Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, oh, I am I am being called back by Lottie Haswell West. Thank you. Um, I, will, I, will, I will keep thinking okay. about some connections. Okay, good. I will give you some time. Uh, hello, Lottie. Hi. Uh, you you are you back called? on. Yes, yes, you are you are back on the podcast. Uh, all I want to say is you're dead to me. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> She's texting to say you're sorry. Nope. <laughs> she can listen to the podcast. <laughs> um, so, uh, have you in those five seconds? Um, <laughs> right. Let's let, let's try this. Um, okay. So Chris Pine is in um, Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. Yeah. Which also stars Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal co-stars with Baby Yoda, who was one of the aliens that I killed. <laughs> the parents of the aliens killed all of humanity, and which I think includes Tom Hanks, but he's still making movies, so it can't include Tom Hanks. That's not a good connection. Um, Chris Pine does something with someone... Oh, fuck's sake. What could it be? What could it be? What could it be? Has Chris Pine done any interesting movies? That's my thing. Because nope. you can get... Once you start doing like interesting films... You can get two people I'm, fairly it interesting. Must, I, I refuse to believe that there's no one in Avengers Endgame that hasn't also been in a fucking Tom Hanks movie. This okay, is let me think about this. Okay, Chris Pine stars in this. He also stars in This Means War with Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy starred in... Is, uh, Tom Hardy's done interesting films. Uh, I've got... There is someone in Avengers Endgame. Uh, Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan is in Avengers Endgame as Nebula, uh, and she is also in The Circle. I knew there had to be someone in fucking Avengers Endgame. Anyway, that was the worst fucking 10 minutes this podcast has ever had. Uh, So let's talk about uh, this movie in general terms. Um, I I enjoyed this movie a lot more than the first one. I agree that this one is better. I don't understand particularly why it's so critically panned. Uh, I guess it's just because most critics don't uh, are stuffy wankers. Um, my issues with the first one were always that I didn't 
really get what the appeal was for me. There wasn't that much tension. It wasn't that funny. There wasn't that much character growth. Whereas I think they fixed a lot of those issues in this one where it was funnier. I found a lot a lot of the jokes funnier. There's obviously a lot of entertainment in just the bonkers, like so bad it's good uh, parliament and how this world works. It's just really silly, but fun to fun to make fun of. Um, the the love the love story is like there's more tension there it's more interesting um so yeah i think in general this movie improves a lot uh this movie we didn't talk about it but this movie also fixes the the most important thing about princess diaries one which is that fat louis the cat was not in it enough because fat louis the cat is in princess diaries 2 a lot (laughs) he's just in random shots all the time i don't know why they, they clearly someone was just like you know what fat louis deserves his fat paycheck and let's let's get him back and and yeah he's just in the movie and i love cats as we know uh, go listen to the cat returns episode uh to understand why al is a horrible human being um and uh i'm just, <laughs> just i'm slightly worried now that lottie hasn't messaged me <laughs> just please, i'm really worried please that... message her telling her you love her <laughs> no I, I need i'm going to no, message I... lottie <laughs> telling no, her you love her no because if she <laughs> Okay. Anyway, um, lots of your Jamie. Um, so, loves uh, <laughs> yeah, I think this movie is is a lot better. It's a lot more fun. It's a lot sillier than the first one, uh, and also just the general tension and drama of the film I find more engaging. Um, you've already expressed that you prefer this film to uh, the first one. Why exactly is that, Alexander? I mean, look, it's the question of. <sighs> The first one is very much of its time, and it, its appeal is very much to a certain audience base. So, it, like I think Ben said, the appeal is like, "Hey, this is—it's about the, the fairy tale of being a princess. It's—it's it's, you know, you're an ordinary girl, and you could become um, the equivalent—the equivalent of a Jedi, right? Like it—it's that kind of power fantasy thing. You—you you can get the robes, you can get the lightsaber, all that kind of crap. And I think that's. I, I, I think rewatching it, like I can see why the appeal for that, like, is lesser as an adult, and especially like as a male adult, who for the most part that fantasy doesn't apply to. I think the Princess Diaries two, um, is one a big part of its nostalgia. I think we had this one on DVD back home, so like there were a lot of times when my sister put this on, and I watched it a, a lot of times. Um, I think it's also just the narrative works slightly better right the issue in both of them is the, the you know the central question of this and this is why both i think are kind of flawed movies and i like them less than ellen enchanted for instance is neither of these films really grapples with actually what and it doesn't have to do it a lot but the question of like why does Mia want to be a princess is sort of assumed for a lot of the film right so in the first one is like why does Mia want to be a princess in the, film? the first one which doesn't really but then she likes the stuff and her dad says her duty so she does it and in this one after she's gone to the school, uh, you know, she's gone to school, she's come back, she's ready to rule. Well, why does she want to be queen? Well, it's just to maintain power. Like, she doesn't want to do anything, really. She kind of just wants to... Um, I just want to have it. Yeah, she just wants to have it. Like, there's after the orphanage scene, I think we kind of uh, maybe skipped over it, but there's a, a scene where she calls, like, some of Privy Council in to be like, we're going to make the Winter Palace into the orphanage until we can raise enough money to build a better orphanage in town. And they're like, we don't... Oh, but we use that for our, like, holidays 
because we're <laughs> Parliament. And she's like, well, I'm sure you're going to find the money in a holiday somewhere else, aren't you, Chuckles? And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. So she's putting her thumb on stuff. And that it's, it, it, they're both unsatisfying because they never really answer that question to me. They never really say, why would you want to be queen? What about Mia as an individual would make her a good ruler? Um, it, sort, it seems to sort of ignore that in favour of Queen Clarice and who most of her, like justification for why is she a good ruler is because she's posh and fancy and you know in a, in a nice way she's gen- very genteel but she's not anything more the second film then gets around a lot of that by creating more kind of madcap stuff and i can understand then why that does less well critically yeah because for me that's it's more it's more slapsticky it's le- it's less coherent like it, it's, <laughs> it's it's hugely less coherent the film is largely nonsensical in most parts like it is like why are there these americans you know who are her ladies one of them is british i think one of them is american who's her lady in waiting but they're also maids and people treat them very much like servants but it, it, that like that's kind of confusing the, the entire world the entire world doesn't make sense yeah. like none of it stands up to any logical scrutiny but the stuff in it is fun it is fun that you have this weird pantomime-esque uh, Scottish lady doing the news stuff on the background. It is fun that Chris Pine and Anne Hathaway, I think, have decent chemistry in this. I, yeah, I, no, I they do. It's kind of hot. You know, it's it's a decent romance. The first one is very much not about the romance. It's about a, a woman, a, a young woman's relationship with her grandmother, and sort of and the, the kind of you know the aspect of as you grow up and go go through life, become a teenager, you learn more about yourself. And this one is mixed on that but but it becomes more of a rom-com and in doing so like rom-coms get away with a lot more formulaic stuff yeah you know if you're a rom-com and you can get away with cliches and tropes and as long as it's funny you know to some extent you a three-star rom-com is still very enjoyable like a three-star rom-com is the three to two-star rom-com is the kind of the bedrock of that genre right like (laughs) rom-coms have so you agree that rom-coms are bad (laughs) no i don't necessarily agree they're bad what i'm saying is i think they're critic proof i think the point of a rom i think the point of most rom-coms is not necessarily uh like high highbrow entertainment it's it's low gags and that's as long as it's funny you know if 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 it makes you laugh it makes you laugh um and a lot of that stuff is good in this film it, yeah. It's wacky, it's weird, it's pantomime in so many aspects. And it is, for me, a quintessential so bad it's good film. Okay, so we, uh, for people, long-time listeners of the show, you'll be very aware of this, but we rate uh, these films on five categories now, I guess. Three numbered categories, one list, and one binary choice. So our three numbered categories are, of course, the film itself, out of five. Uh, Anne Hathaway's performance, out of five. And the America's Sweetheartometer. How much of America's Sweetheart is Anne Hathaway in this film? Uh, we then have uh, a newly named uh, segment, named by uh, she who shall not be named, who is dead to me, um, Anne's Mans, where we are rating Anne Hathaway's love interest through the films. Um uh, and that is a list that we are slowly building. And then, of course, we are deciding whether it goes in the stash away, the collection of films we're going to use to galvanize humanity to fight back against the aliens. Um, so I'll start with my film rating. Uh, obviously, I uh, I give point ones, as we know. Uh, you give only whole numbers. I give point ones. Uh, and I, I last gave Nicholas Nickleby a 3.2. Uh, and I gave oh, Princess course. Diaries 1 a 2.9. I'm looking at that and thinking, why the fuck did I give Nicholas Nickleby more than Princess Diaries 1? But whatever. Uh, I think it's better than both of those. I enjoyed it. It is 
it is it's difficult do i rate it on a like do i give it a one because it's actually a bad movie but i really enjoyed it because it's so bad it's good i don't think that's fair i should rate it on my enjoyment of it whether that enjoyment was semi-ironic or not so i think i enjoyed it more than both of those movies so i'm going to give it a 3.4 it's it's not quite a 3.5 you know it's not quite going to be rounded up to a four if we were doing this to one significant figure but 3.4 sure i'm gonna give this movie a two um (laughs) it is it is not you said it's better than the first you like it more than the first one you gave the first one a four i i I, I love it more than the first one entirely but no like it's uh, there are aspects of it like that i'm like oh cool i like this and there are aspects of this which make it feel like it's it's uh it was done in two weeks uh like what why is panera bread in 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 genovia that makes no sense no one has thought about this country they've just like it's entirely plot it is no setting but um like why, why like okay sure ignoring ignoring all of that and i do think the first movie is a better movie whether or not i find it more enjoyable um it's just a case of like this feels more like to me the the barrier between gary marshall um, the guy who made uh, Pretty Woman and uh, Gary Marshall, the guy who makes Valentine's Day. And it is very much in the latter stage of his career. It is very much as he kind of moves into more kind of slightly mawkish, even more broad sentiments. It kind of strips off the slightly slightly more realist aesthetic of earlier Gary Marshall stuff like something like Nothing in Common or something even like Pretty Women like it's not sure there are aspects of it which which are kind of these broad comedy things but they are also grounded in real people and, and Princess Diaries uh, one is that to some extent right like she goes to school you you get some of the aspects of the school not all of them feel quite lived in and I like that and that is gone from this I think Gary Marshall sort of you know, it becomes a less stylized, more kind of middle of the road at this point. And it, it's both a shame, but also, you know, I watch Valentine's Day every Valentine's Day because it's the best, worst movie ever. Um, it is so bad. It's great. Um, so, yeah, it, it it's... I, I can't even call it ironic because I think it, it's achieving exactly what it wants. Yeah. I just think what it wants is both great and terrible at the same time. Good. Um, so, two... So, uh, oh, I just smacked into my mic stand, which is going to be just a lovely Sonic experience for our listeners. Um, uh, Anne Hathaway's performance. Um, I think she's good in this. Uh, I think she she plays exactly what it needs to be. It's not asking for a lot uh, of her, but she is leaning into the style exactly as is needed to make the film as dumb and silly but enjoyable as it is as you say i agree that her and chris pine have quite good chemistry um and yeah i think i've got to give this a a flat 3.6 it's what i gave her in the princess diaries one i don't think she is doing anything revolutionary better or worse in this one so it's going to be a a, like i called it a flat 3.6 you know, just a just a nice even whole three point six. Um, I'm gonna give this another two. Uh, I think what? this is less. I I it's it's perfectly serviceable. I just think like it, it is it is a bit more gurney than I like. It's some of her it, the actual performance itself. Like I think is a bit too turned up to eleven in places. Um, and I think a lot of this is the problem of the script. But like I do think. 
it is one of those things where it's, it's just a little bit too turned up on some of the performance that I don't think it's, you know, the question of do I find it Anne Hathaway an enjoyable actor? Yeah, sure. But if I'm rating Anne Hathaway's performances against her performances and against what I like in her performances, this is not my favorite Anne Hathaway. This is on the lower end of the Anne Hathaway performances for me. Fair what did enough. I give? Um, what did I give the 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 racist Mormon film? Uh, the racist Mormon Fair film. Enough. You also gave a two. I gave her you, a two. Well, you gave you gave the film a one. You gave her a two in the film. Yeah, I think I think two. Um, Again, I like her in it, but I don't like her that much. And the America's Sweetheartometer. What are you giving, dear Anne Hathaway? As a, a, how much is she America's sweetheart in this film? Now, Look, in the first film, you deemed her to be a full five. She was America's sweetheart yeah. in Princess Diaries one. Now, three years later, is she still America's zero. sweetheart? She's <laughs> zero. Let me let me throw this out for you guys. Okay. All right, this is really important. This is really important. Okay. First of all, in the first movie, she was in America, and she had some kind of conflict about whether or not she should take the crown, as is right, okay? All my American friends out there, if you want to take the crown, don't. That's not cool. You shouldn't do it. It's bad. You guys, you're a Republican country. I don't mean in terms of, like, the sense of the party. I mean in terms of, like, ideals. I, myself, also, don't yes. like the monarchy. <laughs> and all I'm saying is, in this one, she becomes the queen, all right? And the first one is more abstract a concept. In this one, she becomes the queen. She renounces her American citizenship, and she embraces dictatorship, and that's not okay. Uh, I, she is not a sweetheart. Um, also, I just don't think enough people think about this movie at all. Like, so, I like, I genuinely just think, like, if you th- when people think of her performances, I think Princess... They they do not count this in 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 terms of liking Anna Hathaway, um. So zero. I I I have to say you've convinced me. I'll, I'll give her a zero as well. I'm not going to give her. I still think she's less America's sweetheart than Nicholas Nickleby. Uh, I think my because I gave that a minus one. I think my argument for that was just because she was English. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's nothing less American than English people. No. Right, that's the important um, thing. Uh, and yeah, so we then move on to the newly named Anne's Mans, where we are. Uh, compiling a list of her love interests. What? Oh, you're... Th- uh, ah, okay. Uh, Alexander's uh, recording has stopped uh, right as I was mid-flow. Thus, we will take a break and we will be right back. Blank spank. And we're back. Uh, so, we were just about to move. We have had, uh, of course, our America's Sweetheartometer, so we are moving on to... The newly named, uh, newly named by she who shall not be named uh, because she is dead to me, um, Anne's Mans. <laughs> uh, very importantly, Lottie, uh, in the apocalypse, you became Queen of England. Uh, there's no one on the throne, so you moved to London and just took Buckingham Palace by force. Uh, you are now the Queen. Uh, so you are literally the Queen who will not be named. Um, so um, we're doing Anne's Mans, the list where we are ranking Anne's love interests from the movies uh, and creating a list. And I believe we have said it's the the people we want Anne Hathaway herself. That Imagine that Anne Hathaway is not happily married and has children. Um, the, the person who, in a hypothetical situation... Uh, we think would be the best person to be with Anne Hathaway. Um, now you're going to include loads of people here. Uh, yeah. I think we're going to agree we should at least definitely do Chris Pine and I guess Duke Ellington. I wouldn't consider him a a love interest, but you're going to fight me on that. So fine, we'll put Duke Ellington in there as well. Um, I'll start with Duke Ellington because I think that's uh, slightly slightly less interesting than Chris Pine. Um, obviously, uh, he is English. Which is big points for me, um, and and I th- and I think Anne Hathaway strikes me as the sort of person who would find 
English accent sexy, but maybe that's just aspirational thinking from my end. Um, uh, and of course, he is a member of the gentry, uh, which as a, a posh private school, <laughs> private school educated boy myself, I think that's a good thing. Um, so, so that is giving him some positive points. However, he does not know how to use a camera. And that, as a hobbyist photographer, does piss me off. Um, so, so he's not going to reach, reach the upper echelons. Uh, but I'm going to stick him in third for now, yeah, uh, which yeah. pops him in between Michael from the, below Michael from the Princess Diaries Thank and above God. the best woman do- boy from the other side of heaven. Um, do you want me to do Chris Pine as well before you yeah, do? Yeah, you do Chris oh, Pine. Okay. So I'm just ordering um, these people. So, yeah, you're still figuring yours out. Um, so it's an interesting one with Chris Pine because, uh, I mean, he's been hyped up for a few weeks. You were talking about it. Ellen was talking about, oh, we've got Chris Pine coming up. Isn't he so sexy? That's going to be a big one. You know, you know, you know a, hev- a heavy hitter. But I've got to say, and I, and I feel safe in saying this because, Chris Pine, you're a very attractive man now. You've, you've, got, you've got lovely hair. I'm sure your abs are great. But in 2004, you, you, for me, you just weren't working. The haircut, the, the, the sideburns, and... It, it, it wasn't your best look. So, yeah, you may be attractive now, but we're talking about you in this moment, in The Princess Diaries 2. And also, I've got to say, his accent's a little bit weird in this movie. It's this thing that I've noticed. Americans don't have royalty, so they don't have a royal accent. They, like, we've got... Oh, yes, I can talk like the Queen. I've Hello, got this yes. very posh accent. Hey, but, too late, Charles. Hello, yeah, yes, exactly. I'm Prince but, Charles. Americans don't have that. So when they are playing like supposed to be gentry, they don't have a go-to accent. And yeah. so what he comes up with is a little bit weird. It's like a semi-cross between uh, like posh English and, and like standard American. And so it sounds a little bit weird. I don't know what... See, I've talked myself out. He was going to go second, but, but now I've, all I've said is negatives. All I've said is negatives. Right. Talk about his beauty. Talk about his natural beauty. You know, his radiant face. The, the, his, his, his acting. His, yeah. His, the way uh, yeah, he, he dresses you with his eyes. I'm being harsh. He is, of course, still a good-looking bloke. And I'm not I'm not saying, oh, fucking sideburns, two out of ten. So, of course, he's still a good-looking bloke. He's he's a confident bloke. You know, we like the confidence he has, he, he eschews. And he, he rejects his Machiavellian uncle. Yeah, and you know what? I can't put him. I can't put Chris Pine below Michael from Princess Diaries. No, you really can't. So, but I, I really don't think he. I, Hugh Dancy is going to continue to hold my throne for cool. now. Hugh Dancy from Ella Enchanted. I think he's just, he's more adorable. He's yeah. rocking a better hairstyle. So, Chris Pine, I'm sorry, you are going in at number two. Uh. So for me, uh, I, I've added quite a few in, so I'm going to read out the whole list. It should be fun. I'll go quickly through people who don't matter. Oh, my God. And number 12 is Arctic Monkey Boy from The Princess Diaries. Uh. And number 11 is Spill Your Seed Mormon from The Other Side of Heaven. We can then come into the first entry uh, from The Princess Diaries 2, which is, uh, as we remember Prince Jacques, 
uh, <laughs> who on his card uh, was referred to, his likes were referred to as Parties, Pranks, and Papier-Mâché. So he's down as uh, Prince, Parties, Pranks, and Papier-Mâché from Princess Doris 2, number 10. Nicholas okay. Nickleby it, comes I'm, in at I'm number re- 9. I'm really interested. I'm, I'm shocked that the 12-year-old child is not at the bottom. Uh, but I guess he's he's going to grow up eventually. <laughs> yeah, he'll grow up eventually. Uh, Nicholas Nickleby at number 9. And Hathaway's Japanese crush, the cat returns at number 8. Prince William comes in at number 7. Princess Doris 2. Oh, heavily contested pipping out but wait no 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 this is prince william in 2004 specifically this is hot prince william i think I you are that. doing him a disservice jamie jamie you are get you are forgetting my uh famous hatred of the monarchy uh, which knocks <laughs> him down because he is a real mo- royal rather than a fake oh, one fuck, this uh, coming in number six, six then is mick swillison from princess diaries uh number five you've got prince andrew of course that's uh, andrew from this film the duke uh, Princess Diaries 2 What? Uh, oh, you mean Duke, oh Duke, do you mean Duke Ellington? The, the yes, but he's, and his name's Andrew So I'm calling yes, him Yes, I Prince know, Andrew. but you should not call him Prince uh, And number four is the Baron from The Cat Returns And number okay. three is the Diamond Thief Prince He's mentioned only once He was apparently arrested too many times To be included in the list but of you uh, like potential suitors But I like it uh, And then here's the issue it's between the best Chris, Princess Stories 2, and Hugh Eats People, Ella Enchanted. Um, and I almost think you persuaded me around, because I had I have it down here that the, the best Chris is number one. But you've almost persuaded me that I think Hugh Eats People should be at number one. And you know what? I think you've done it. Hugh Eats People is yeah! number one. Yeah! Wait, what happened to the Baron? I thought you had the Baron at number one. No, the Baron number four, right? Oh, I completely... The, the, I, he got knocked sorry. down by the, the Diamond Thief Prince... Uh, sorry, the, the Diamond <laughs> Thief no, Prince. Wow, it, I mean, that's that's a rough th- week for, for the Baron, uh, who, yeah. of course, is still at the bottom of my list because he is a cat. Um, uh, he's a cat so- statue. <laughs> <laughs> not better. That's not better. It's Goodness. Better. Um, oh, this is the most unnecessarily long podcast like we've done long podcasts before this one i feel is the most unnecessarily long and that's saying something for this show so we must come to the most important question of of all alexander are you going to stash away this film are you asking would i stash away a film i gave a two a two and a zero the answer is yes, Jamie. The answer is yes, I'm stashing away this movie. I People mean, of need course. To laugh I mean, you stashed away the first. You stashed away the first one. You're not gonna... uh, I. This is tough. I did enjoy it, but I. I just think we've got better films coming up. I. I don't think I can, in all good conscience, stash away this film. This. This is not going in my Hathaway stash away. I don't believe that this <sighs> film will galvanize humanity to fight back against the aliens. You and so I have, walked, I have walked myself into a corner because now, of course, when we don't stash away something, we must decide something else that we are going to present this week to galvanize humanity. I have um, a suggestion. You, well, I no, have, no, I no. If you, if you wanted to, if you wanted to do you something, should, you, should you could have not. You should put lot, you should, you, you should <laughs> stash away Lottie. Stash away Lottie, we love her. Uh, see, I, I, don't, I don't know what you're saying. You're just saying we should stash away and then all I hear is... <laughs> <laughs> all i hear is uh you should stash away someone who hurt my feelings apparently <laughs> um so i'm going to stash away i'm looking around the room for kaiser soze <laughs> um i'm going to stash away 
I'm going to stash it away. Uh, maybe I'm just going to stash myself away from this <laughs> microphone so that I don't have to answer the question. Uh, I'm going to stash away a ribeye steak. One. You're gonna, one ribeye steak. <laughs> yeah, one, one ribeye steak. I also want to make it clear that there is not a raw ribeye steak anywhere in my bedroom. It just came to my brain. I didn't see one. Um, um, I, I, or I, I, I guess for you veggies out there, this probably won't work. But for me, there is nothing better than a home-cooked ribeye steak that you've made yourself, um, seasoned well and cooked it nice, medium rare, perhaps even a little bit on the rare side. Um I think that is a hearty meal that one will need before going out and fighting in the apocalypse or post-apocalypse or whatever. So I guess ribeye steak is what I'm presenting this week. I'm sorry. So, goodness gracious, this podcast has finally come to an end. Uh, you can follow us at blanksbankpod, at jamie p. loxton, at al underscore c's underscore stuff. Um... And uh, yeah, I mean, you, you 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 can go back on Twitter now. Trump's not there. We are. We're going to start retweeting just as much as Trump to to fill that void. Um, so go check us out uh, on the on the socials. And what else can they do, Alexander? Uh, like us on this podcast. You can phone up your friends and uh, shout out <laughs> abuse to them until they download your podcast. Uh, th- that's what I would recommend, guys. Go out there. You know, you all have friends, I'm sure. Um, make sure they're still alive in the post-apocalypse by getting them to listen to this podcast. Again, very importantly, the podcast can't bring people back from dead dead only podcast dead only 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 apocalypse dead all right they're very they're two different things they're two different things all right it's very important once the, it, it is the, it is flawed magic i'm sorry yeah. i'm sorry that i was not alive to to use the magic to its full potential um and of course now i no longer have that magic because you have taken it away from me and imbued it in the oh, podcast yeah. well, and also um, people who are one fifteenth raccoons or 15 percent raccoons just can't use it you yeah, know, yeah, the, yeah famously raccoons aren't magical <laughs> they're, they're obviously w- they're, they're earthen creatures <laughs> this podcast has been so long uh, so join us next week uh, when we're going to talk about the film Havoc uh, which has the IMDB uh, plot summary of two affluent suburban girls clash with the Latino gang culture of East Los Angeles I'm sure that's going to be held up wonderfully this uh, so sounds fantastic from me Jamie and my co-host Al that's one more ep in the bank no yes stashed away what do I say fuck I keep forgetting it's been so long since we recorded one of these. I, we're still I think I say one. Army, so yeah, still, we're still got blanks. Yeah. So for me, Jamie, I'm like, oh, there's one blank in the bank. Lottie, we love you, uh, and uh, thank you for anointing I'll me I'll as your favourite. I've stopped recording. I've stopped recording. This can't go in the podcast. <laughs> blanks bank.